Discover the new 3-Step Pro Partial Range, specifically designed to clean your partials and remaining teeth in three simple steps. Clean your partial, strengthen your natural teeth, protect your whole mouth. Stand up to further tooth loss with Polident Pro Partial, available at Walmart. This is an X-Squad Affiliate Podcast. The number one chief rocket jersey firm. Lonely Hunts Cafe. Spicy conversations. Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. Man, Jelly Young. Microwave. Reggie Long, aka Dollars and Cents. The Sports Bar, also known as Stacy Sports Radio. Pick the Marvel Show. The BS3 Sports Show. This is DJ Queen from the X Squad. Radio Podcast. It's going to be called The Barbershop. Say about the 
Maestro Styles and Trey Frazier here in the house, y'all. Welcome to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. We're live right here on the website, www.barbershopsportstalkpodcast.com. Make sure y'all go to the website real quick and uh, click on this live feed for the show. And if you want to get in the chat room also, you could just click on the bubble there and it'll take you right to the chat room. You could talk about whatever you want to talk about, chop it up with us during the show and all that good stuff. Um, also, we got a phone line if you guys want to call in the show. The number is 240-532-2718. And uh, just a few other things. Um, we're on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Check us out on the Facebook page. Also, we're on Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2. So um, just want to welcome in Miss Mocha Bella, repping the X Squad up what in the chat that? room. Appreciate you. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, Maestro, what's, what's popping, man? Man. Playing playin hurt, man, but hey, fuck it, let's get it. Let's do it, man. <laughs> I was just telling you, uh, you know, right before we were, you know, getting on the show here, man, you, you pulling one of my old stunts, man. I, I think I had a couple of instances where I was just, like, sick as a dog and tried to, you know, thug it out through the show. I remember the one time we, we was we was at your crib getting ready to do the show, came through, I was, you know, I was sick, and... I was like, man, I I gotta roll. <laughs> yeah. I, I I just couldn't pull it off, man. But um, but yeah, shouts out to the homie Maestro Styles, man. You know, coming through in the clutch, man. So um, just want to shout out Mac Farrell uh, in the what chat. What's going on, man? Appreciate you, appreciate you. Um, I I want to shout out the family of the slain officer, um, with the Baltimore County Police Department, who was uh shot in the head yesterday afternoon by a 16 year old kid um who was playing hooky from school and with a couple other kids you know going around trying to burglarize some homes up in the perry hall area which is like 10 minutes from my office yeah I and know, I didn't hear that about that. oh yeah man yeah um kind of a big deal around here um like i said officer was shot in the head uh 29 year old female um, went to go respond to something that was going on in that neighborhood and, you know, she, she got caught in the wrong crossfire and, um, you know, ended her life, you know, just like that. But they did, they did catch the one dude, the 16 year old, and there's like three other suspects that they out there looking for. Um, interestingly enough, I was going, I had to be, I had to be in Northern Virginia this morning for a little, you know, site visit, whatever, and got it. It took me two hours just to get out there. But listening to the radio, listening to the, you know, local sports show, they actually had on the gentleman, the husband of the slain officer mm. on the radio. He actually called in to the show. Uh-huh. And, you know, this show, it's got two guys who used to, you know, work in the police force, so... You know, there was a little bit of that experience combined with um, the similarities between the host and, you know, the the husband. And, you know, just hearing them talk, man, it was just it it was just that, you know, eerie feeling like like that. Like, dude just lost his wife to a a gunshot wound and he's on sports talk radio, you know, 18, 19 hours later 
Uh, you know, I, I thought that was crazy, man. But, you know, shouts out to the family of um, that officer. That, that That's, uh, you know, that's too bad, man. Too bad in that situation. Yeah, for real. Condolences. I uh, want to shout out the homie Deacon Dell. What up, Deacon Dell? What's, What's going up, on, man? And uh, the homie Angry Black Man. ABM, what up, man? What's going on? He says uh, he's got a league basketball game. We'll catch the replay on the ride home. That's what's up. Hey, man. Appreciate that. Um, also, I want to shout out, what's the name of his uh, his new show? I, I can't remember. I want to say it's Posted in the Paint. Posted in the Paint. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. correct us if we're wrong, Angry Black Man. Um, you know, good job by you. A uh, couple of episodes in. I think he comes on Sunday. So, you know, guys, make sure y'all, you know, check that out xsquadaffiliates.com right there so um i do want to shout out speaking of x squad i do want to shout out the homie microwave aka john fisher yes sir, yes, sir. on time and not over yes, the sir. weekend congratulations to you and the wife man no doubt no doubt and i think they're in vegas for yeah, the honeymoon yeah shouts out to shouts out to y'all man good spot good good spot to be at i've seen a couple pictures i think they was at the stratosphere hotel where they have the parachute rides Go all the way to the top, and then you just, <laughs> they just drop you from the top all the way down. I remember me and Debbie went to Vegas. It was like 2010, something like that. It was like in July where it was like 120 degrees hot. Mm-hmm. And we went to the Stratosphere Hotel, and we went to the top. They got a, you know, they got a little club on the top level. It's yeah. indoors, but it's like windows all around the floor, and you could just see the entire Vegas Strip. And they got these rides where they hook you to this, um, I don't want to call it a string because <laughs> string sounds flimsy, but they tie you to... A bungee. A bungee, yeah. They tie you to this bungee thing and then they drop you from the top all the way to the bottom. And I, I text my mom, you know, what, you know, where we were at. And she was like, she was like, you better not get your ass on that thing. <laughs> I was like, facts, <laughs> I was like, uh, don't worry, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm still young, but I ain't that crazy. So, you know, shouts shout out to Mom Dukes for that. Um, so, I mean, we could get into a bunch of stuff. I mean, <coughs> NBA playoffs, um, which, I mean, the conference finals, they suck right about now. Yep. And people tried to say that game four yesterday was a more competitive game I didn't think so. Not from my vantage point. I, I didn't, didn't think so. Game. I watched like this more like the uh, half of the third to the end. Mm-hmm. And no, it didn't look <laughs> didn't look too uh too good to me. Nah, it, it sure didn't, man. But I, I mean, I, I guess we can get into it. So, um, I, I think we all realized and we all knew before Game Three that Cleveland was just gonna come out. Firing guns blazing on top, and they did that. Good. They tried to do it in game two. Yep. And only thing, the only thing that I would say went wrong, as far as game two is, is that by the time LeBron was ready to start distributing, yep. everybody was cold because he was, you know, he started offensive out active so early. Yep. And that's the only. I, I think honestly, I think had he, you know, waited mm-hmm. to be that aggressive offensively, mm-hmm. he they might have won game two. To be honest with you. Yeah, that's true. They might have won game two. I, I think you and I both kind of picked them to win game two in a yeah. sense that they was going to come out on top, and he did have a 40-point triple-double. Yeah. But it, it wasn't enough as the other guys went cold and, 
you know, the Celtics, while we know they're undefeated in their own building during these playoffs, at the, at the end of the day, it's kind of not a surprise. Yeah. Now, shift the scene over to Cleveland, the Celtics play night and day. I mean, they, they, they were terrible. I mean, you go to last night's game in game four, missed dunks, um, silly mistakes, mm-hmm. um, just... Their youth started to Like show. the youth, yeah. Like the their inexperience started to, you know, take its course. And LeBron, while LeBron didn't have a 40-point game, he didn't really, you know, show out. He, he really didn't get started. He really didn't jump off the entire um, show, for, the entire game for that matter. It was the others that really got to that hot start. Yeah. And then LeBron just kind of came in and kind of, you know, took over at, at that point in time. So um, here's how I look at it now. Um, game five, which is tomorrow, uh, the Celtics pretty much that the pressure way. is on them. Yeah. And you would think with the undefeated record at home, okay, they're going to come out, they're going to do their thing, they're going to get the W. Tell you what, man, if Cleveland wins I tomorrow. I trust LeBron, man. I do. I think they're going to win game five and, they, and then, you know, go and close it out game yeah. six. Yeah. Close it out game six. I, yeah. But here's here's my other thing, though. Here's what can also happen. The Celtics could win game five and Cleveland protects home court. And then now you got a game seven situation in Boston. Does that youth and that inexperience show up in the biggest, biggest moments? Well, I tell you what. If it doesn't and, and Cleveland wins in a game seven in Boston, mm-hmm. look forward to the Celtics next year. When Gordon Hayward and, and Kyrie, and Kyrie are back, because all all summer is going to be what if what if they was here, what if yep. they were playing, yep. Um, so if they do, if it happened like that at a game seven, they lose. Mm-hmm. Get ready for how the summer about to be. You, you get a healthy Kyrie back. You get Gordon Hayward back, and then the and whole it, summer is going to be how you know. And let's see what there. other moves they make too, because yeah. everybody's talking about Kawhi. Everybody's talking about Anthony Davis, and I, I don't really don't think those guys are gonna even move from there. Well, at least in AD's part, I don't think he's going anywhere. Kawhi is still the guy that could possibly go someplace else. Yeah, I I, I just don't like the, the fit with him and the Celtics though for some reason. Who, Kawhi? Yeah, no, that's not gonna happen. And they and um, I was I was reading uh, I don't know if it was today yesterday that. They um they are prepared to pay him the super max contract and and um you know, yeah I did that read up. that like two hundred and nineteen yeah uh-huh. million dollars or something they like gonna that. get that done yeah they gonna get it done I don't have no reason and, to and that would shut up all the critics and all the commentary about yeah. what was going on yeah, this past year they gonna get that done that 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 would shut everything up man. I uh, want to shout out the homie DJ Knox repping the X Squad. What's up, Knox? What's going on? I see Sluggo repping X Squad up, up in man? here too, and the homie Shaka Strong. What up? What's going on? What's going on? Um, so, I got Celtics winning Game Five, and then you know yeah. we'll just we'll just see how it goes from there. Yeah, I got the I got the Cavs and six, and I, I feel like that's might have I, I feel like that's where I was anyway. Uh-huh. I got the Cavs. I got the Cavs winning it, and right. I got the Cavs winning these next two games. Man. A- after I, after we realize, oh, the Celtics actually playing some ball. Yeah, 
Because my original pick was that they were just going to get smoked. They was going to get oh, swept. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, we did agree on that. That's exactly what we agreed That was on. my original, and yeah, then they won game right. one. And uh-huh. it was like, okay, LeBron going to come out firing game two. Yeah. Which he did. Which he did. And then Celtics is up to, oh, and it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They've they proven us wrong now. But this could still turn out to be, you know, a, a clean sweep of a you know a four game win streak for the Cavs if things turn out right. And breaking news, Iguodala is not playing tonight for certain. Uh, okay. Yep. 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 So, how much do you think that's uh, going to be a concern? I don't know. I, I, look, they they blew they blew them boys out by fucking forty forty the other night. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either, but I don't think they're gonna you know blow the Rockets out again tonight. Um, I, look. It's the it's the it's the same thing. It's the it's what we really have just been talking about all year. Um, with while we all agree that or while we agree that Houston got the better shot, mm-hmm. um, they they don't really they still don't really got a shot. And I don't I don't I don't I see this I see this closing pretty. So it's just over in five for you. Um, I don't know. I, I think they might get one more. I think they might get one more. Even if they get five. Even if they got to win it on the road, mm-hmm. they might get one more. But. So okay, so Warriors and six then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my what was my original prediction? I I can't remember. I know I, had, I, I know I had, I had the, the Warriors, Warriors five originally. I know I had the Warriors. Um, I I think I had them. I think I had them in seven. I think I, I I can't remember, but to me it seems like this series is gonna be an up and down series like I, I i got a i got a funny feeling the rockets are gonna pull this one out mm-hmm. tonight um I, I don't and i don't know if it has to do with no Iguodala, you know being in the lineup yeah. i mean he re, i mean how much of a difference does he really make i mean if you want to say the second unit okay sure the second unit I mean, will be affected, but I mean, those guys are going to get more burn. The Nick Youngs, the Loonies, yeah. the Livingstons, those guys are going to get more minutes because of that. But I, I can't honestly see it making much of a, you know, a, a difference there. Um, the one thing I do see happening is uh, James Harden has got to play better than he did in Game Three. I, I could see that happening. I can also see Chris Paul doing what he did. In game two, which is basically just, you know, just bring the ball up the court, mm-hmm. run the offense, and every now and then just switch. You know, you bring the you bring the ball up the floor, James Harden, bring the ball up the floor every now and then, but y'all, y'all got to get back into... So do you think that's... Because we, we talked about this last week, and you were saying mm-hmm. that, that that needed to be the change. That, that, that needed to be the change. And they that they did that in game two and won the game, mm-hmm. and then went back in game four, game three. Kind of went back to that ISO, you know. They they, they kind of went back to that do man. Do you think that? Um, do you think that Golden State will have the answers for that? But you know, next this this game this game tonight. Um, they could if they if they decide to go there. They could. It's it's, it's definitely possible. They What's they could. What's interesting to me though is that, you know, if you looked at that game, um, some would say that you went, you went, you know, a different route with the whole, um, you know, ball, you know, you know, moving the ball more. You yep. went that route and won the game, and then you went back the next game and went right back to what you were doing. Yeah. Um, 
why would you do that if you saw that that Formula One? I don't know. I mean, I I think, and and it seems it goes more to the point that I was trying to prove last week Mm -hmm. that that's what they do. That's what they do. They don't. They don't. They're not a yeah. uh, a ball per se, a ball movement team. Obviously, they're capable of it, and we saw that they were capable of it in game two. Right. But they're that's not who they are as a team. As like philosophy wise, that's not who they are. Well, they yeah. Got, my my concern wasn't so much the philosophy. I mean, you're right. They are the ISO team that they've been the entire year. But my whole thing was is that a if you're gonna do ISO, do it, but you need to you gotta be able to kick out. ball a little bit more. Yeah. You know, make that make that adjustment. I mean, don't change the philosophy. Don't don't do that. But just spread the ball out a little bit more and you know, look what happened in game two. They won pretty comfortably. It seemed, it seemed like they changed their philosophy to win that game though. Sure. Well they didn't I don't think they changed philosophy. I look like they I mean just me looking at game two from game three. Yep. It looked like they changed. They went they back. Did. They they went back to that whole, you know, James Harden, I'm going to bring it up the floor. I'm going to dribble, dribble, yeah. dribble, dribble till it's two seconds on the clock. And make a shot. And, you know, make a shot or, you know, try to go to the rim. And, and that's the other thing with the Rockets is that they've been poor at finishing inside the paint, what I'm noticing, from guys like Harden, P.J. Tucker, Ariza, and Bahamute got to put on street clothes, man. Yeah, he he got to put on street clothes. I don't even know why he in the rotation. I I, I well, it it kind of reminded I maybe me. Maybe somebody was in. Maybe. Well, remember he got hurt. He hurt the shoulder. Okay. Prior to the playoffs starting, mm-hmm. and some people thought that maybe he came back too soon because I don't remember what game it was. It might have been game one where he shot those three open threes. And he just missed on missed all three, uh-huh. and then he took some to the bucket and just couldn't finish yeah. at the rim. I think the dude's got like five points in a total of three games in this series. Mm. To me, that guy's got to find a tie and suit and just warm the bench for I the mean, rest of the he, series. I mean, man. but is he offering anything else? Like, no, uh, yeah. he's not. He's he's useless. Wow, he's 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 about as useless as my <laughs> snowblower in July. Mm. That 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 that's how bad it is, man. I, I I don't know why they don't put Joe Johnson out there a little bit more. I and forgot he was there. He's there. I forgot he was there. He was he's there. Yeah, he's yeah. And look, yeah. Get a guy some minutes. I mean, yeah. the guy has a history of taking over a game I don't know every if he now. Take off any games, but if he give you if he can give you twelve to fifteen, better than five. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I wonder if the Rockets' concern with Joe Johnson is they don't want to put him out there as much because of a defensive situation because you mean, know the Warriors like to you know go up and down the floor and Joe Johnson's not quick like he used to be I don't think so I mean I don't know but I mean I, I don't think so I, I wonder that though but they need to get that guy on the floor yeah and, and, and get him involved because I mean can, can Joe Johnson still handle the ball from what we've seen of him lately I wouldn't I wouldn't tout him as a, a ball handler I mean I would tout him as what he's always been just a guy that'll get you some offense Right, you know what I'm saying. Whether it be you know a rhythm knockdown shot or you know getting to the rack, I, I like that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of like a at this stage of his career, like a poor man's Iguodala with mm-hmm. a better jumper. Yep, 
You know what I'm saying? Better, I, a better offensive player at this stage than defensive player at this point. Yeah, but not a bad defensive player. Not I bad. Because obviously Iguodala is a pretty good defensive player still. But um, but Joe Johnson is kind of like like in that route, in that, you know, that thing. Right, yeah. And I, I, get, I get what you're saying. I, I would think. I get what you're that's saying. That's how I would try to use him. That's a good comparison, him and Iguodala. I, I think that's a pretty good one. You, you got to... Something coming in? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, just want to shout out the homie Fame Up and Prospect. What up, man? man? What's going on, man? Appreciate you. Uh, folks, uh, remember, if you want to call the show, the number is 240-532-2718. So, funny thing, um, I was searching. I, I did a Twitter search for Sonya Curry the other day because they were talking about her on the radio. Uh-huh. And kind of find out, apparently... She was texting Steph Curry and was like, yo, I ain't like the language you was using in game three, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Steph was saying in the, you know, in the press conference saying, hey, you know, she was just telling me I need to wash my mouth out with soap and all that. You know, he's like, uh, yeah, you know, I kind of got to do better. I'm like, man, look. The dude is getting his groove back. That be, that's what he's supposed to say, though. That's dude. what he when needed. Your mother, when your mother checks you, you're supposed to just be like, all right. Yeah, really which, which he yeah. did. Yeah, there ain't really nothing you can do about that. Which he did, but, you know, two things. Sonya Curry is still fine. Yes, indeed. And Steph needed to do what he needed to do without that slump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to, <laughs> he had to let it go because he was, you know, he had to let it go. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know. Ain't nothing like that. That's like if my the the one if my mother is ever. I mean, I'm sure my mother. I think my mother she watches the videos the now. Oh, I think she, she watches, watches the videos, videos for certain. But okay. if she listens to the show, mm-hmm. um, if she said something, I if I said something she didn't like, mm-hmm. I had to be like my fault. Right. You know, I go come right back that next week and. Right. You so know, you haven't gotten any of those texts yet. Nah. Uh, Not uh, yet. I don't. Uh, nah. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think you'll expect some? Um, I think as we start to uh, grow as a show, meaning fame-wise, popularity-wise, yep. I think it, when we start to have to deal with viral sports clips and things of that nature, yep. yeah, I think... Yeah, I when we're getting, happen. like, you know, thousand views per clip or, you know, five-figure clips when and I, all that. When I'm, turning, when I'm going on with somebody... You right. know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like Ruben Foster, ex girlfriend that we gonna talk about a little later. Like Yeah. I might get calls for them types of those types of conversations. There you go. There you go. Uh wanna say what's up to the homie Vince Wright. Uh he's got his show called Sports Done Right. I think he comes on tonight, eight thirty Central Time Vince. Let me know. Let you know, let the folks in the chat room know about that. Um, also, we got the homie Big L. What's what going up, man? on, man? Appreciate it, appreciate it. Um, you you you, you want to get into Ruben Foster now, or you kind of want to stick with the? Let's stick with the hoops for a minute. Let's, okay. Let's stick with the hoops for a minute. Um, so the Bucks they got their new coach. Bucks got their new coach. Boonholzer. Yeah. Um, I like the move, even though I wanted them so bad to hire Becky Hammond. I I do like this move because. Budenholzer is an experienced head coach. He comes from the Popovich tree. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a few good years with the Hawks. I remember the 60-win Hawk team that mm-hmm. went to the conference mm-hmm. finals that coach he of the was year, coach of the year. Um, I like this because not only does he get a team with a a potential superstar and a, and a, a, a team that I think is better than the Hawks, 
in terms of just having that one guy. Yeah. Um, I I think now the expectation is now the Bucks, they they got to be a top four seed at this point. They have to be. They they got they got to be a top four seed with with Mike Budenholzer. I don't think they have to be. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <sighs> I think um I think it, I think any seed in the playoffs right now for them is acceptable. Um, you said any seed in the playoffs is acceptable as long as they make the playoffs. Mm. Um, I think they should be a playoff team. Right. They um, sh- definitely should be a playoff team. They I can't think, miss the postseason. I think that's where the expectation stops. Um, hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure that people are putting the pressure on the right person, and because they're not putting the pressure on the right person, mm-hmm. um, the standards aren't going to be as high. And meaning, that so that pressure should be on the Greek freak. Exactly. And, I, I agree with that. And the pressure until the pressure is on him, mm-hmm. the expectations aren't going to be high. And they, and if I'm being honest, they probably shouldn't be high. Because he is, he in my mind, right? He's the reason why they're underachieving. The Greek freak is the reason why, why they're, they're underachieving. underachieving. I mean, uh, obviously there are other nitpick things that you could, you know. Yeah, and I wouldn't call those other things nitpick. I would call those other things real issues, like letting go of Jason Kidd in the middle of a season that is not even over yet. Like I, I didn't agree with just letting the guy go. While you got a season playing out, yeah, I didn't agree with that either. But I don't think, um, and I, I do even believe that 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 had an effect on the, you know them as a team. But I believe it did. Yeah, I believe it because I think the Greek, the Greek 100%. freak liked Jason, Jason Kidd. Kidd 100%. He, he liked him, and then when he found out he was gone, it's like okay, he didn't like it. What now? What's yeah. you know what's what's the deal here? I mean, we're we're, we're we're like number five, you know, number six right now. Like it's not time to, yeah. you know, push the panic button just yet. So and and for the other players in that locker room, how, how did they react to it as well? Yeah. I mean, the role players. So, um, I, I think the front but, office for the Bucks has to be called to the carpet a little bit on sure. this. Um, but yeah, I agree with you that the Greek freak at this point, at this stage in his career, you gotta start taking steps. You gotta start taking steps, man. The next step has to be taken. Now, what I would like to see the Bucks do is now that they got Budenholzer, I would expect a little bit more ball movement, the way uh-huh. they was doing in Atlanta, uh-huh. similar to what Pop was doing, you know, a few years back. So they're gonna have to get some more bona fide shooters on that team, and, and it really shouldn't have a problem. Shouldn't have a problem getting them, to be honest. You shouldn't, yeah. You, shouldn't you really shouldn't have an issue. I yeah. mean, they, they're going to cost you, what, $5 million mm-hmm. just to get a knockdown shooter? I mean, I would I would find out what Kyle Corver's situation is with the contract. I'd, I'd find out about, um, what's the guy, um, what's the white boy? Um, any of them white boys. Bellinelli. Any of them white boys. Any of them white boys, yeah. I would find out about those guys' contract situations. Yeah. And see if you can get a few of those guys yeah. on the roster. You know, yeah. I, I I think like Jason Terry, love the dude, but I, I think I think it's NBA his time, TV, bro. I think it's yeah NBA I, TV time. <laughs> I think it's his time, man. Yeah. He was on first take the other day. I didn't get a chance to yeah, uh, watch I him. Yeah, I, man, I'd be honest with you, man. I haven't been able to watch a whole bunch of no TV in recent. You know. Yeah, busy, busy times at work, huh? Busy times at work, man. Busy times at work. And then when I get off of work, busy times off of work trying to find a way to get off my job. (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah, I hear you, man. 
I, I hear you. But that's what I would like to see Milwaukee do and, and add those players in addition to what Budenholzer can bring to this team. Now, if they do all that, the pressure is now on the entire organization to get a top four seed. I would, I would think if they yeah. make those, if they make those, moves. who they get, if they get a cow, if they got, I, you know, I can't even think of, you know, if they get two quality white boy shooters. That's all I'm saying. That, mm, yep, that two quality white boy shooters that get two of those. Ain't that say got to be white, but two quality, quality uh, guys that are known for quality jumpers, shooters. Spot up that. Create your own, just spot up shooters. Right, get like, like, is there a like this? This name just came to mind. I remember when Michael Petrus was, you know, lighting it up from three with the Magic uh, a few yeah, years I back. Call him a three point shooter though. He was more of a rhythm shooter that could, but he could, he could get his own shot though. He could get his See, own I shot. Yeah, I ain't he talking could. about no dude that's thinking about getting his own shot. I'm thinking about a dude. That's waiting for you to pass it to him. Yep. Shooting. He might give you a pump fake so he can get off to the side and shoot it. Yep. That's all I need from that's all the but I feel like the Bucks need from from a spot up shooter right now. Mm-hmm. That let uh between uh Greek Freak and I guess maybe Jabari Parker, mm-hmm. like let them do all the creation and right. kicking and let them do all that. Yeah, he's and a question. You just mark sit there too. and shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, Jabari's a question mark. But people, too. They, the Bucks tend to have tend to believe in him, and that's why I was, or more more than that, mm-hmm. uh, Greek Freak tends to believe in him. Right. So. Right. Right. And um, Middleton's gonna be there too. Yeah. You know he can he can shoot the three. He could create his own shot. He can do right. You know for that matter. So maybe maybe they do just need the guys that can just knock down just shots. Knock they down. don't have to create their own they shot. Want, and more importantly, they hurt. don't want to. Right. They, they want to. They know the, the role. Yeah, this is what I'm here to do. Is yeah. just shoot. That's it. That's it. And, and play some defense. Play some defense. If 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 we could, so a little bit of hustle plays. There you go. There you go. So yeah, shout out to the you know shout out to Budenholzer and the Bucks you know for you know getting that deal, son. So how many coaching positions are left? Uh, Pistons is still Pistons, open. Yeah. Um, the Suns hired that European cat. Yeah. The Raptors are still open. The Raptor is the Raptors still open? Yeah, Raptors. Okay. Open. Okay. Pacers, Raptors. I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm saying. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Page paging that. Becky Hammond. Yeah. Paging Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> somebody. I know. I know. I re- Mark yeah. Jackson. Somebody. <laughs> somebody. They got, they got, yeah, I got a yeah, yeah, I was yeah, I was on my bit in my business the homo last week about not not mentioning Jerry Stackhouse. So <laughs> But but no, that's some good information though, because I, I I don't think he was aware uh, of what well, Jerry Stackhouse yeah. was doing. But yeah, he, he he did some great things in the in the G League. So hopefully he gets a position. I uh, want to shout out uh, DJ Knox in the building. What's going on? And I uh, see Big Kev repping the three hundred three. What's going on? And I see the greatest from South Central repping next squad. Appreciate you guys What's in up, the man? chat, man. Appreciate it. Um, you so you you got in the notes here uh, that CP3 got Steph back for the crossover. Oh yeah, so you remember years ago when Steph Curry was the you know the hype. You know what I'm saying? He was the best thing yeah. since sliced bread. When we was finding finding out that he had the best jump in the game. Yeah, and there was this particular game when CP CP3 was still with the Clippers, and um, 
and Steph Curry broke him down. Like, right, right. It was a famous breakdown. CP3 got broke down plenty of times when yeah. he was with the Clippers. Yeah, but this this was, uh, <laughs> I think this was the first year when uh, Steph Curry won MVP, I think. And uh-huh. he got, and he 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 broke him down and threw, and threw the three. He threw the three? Yeah, shot, the way he shot that motherfucker, he threw, the, I mean, he threw that motherfucker like, like his arms couldn't even, you know, you know, like his arms was too weak to shoot. Like he just threw that <laughs> motherfucker when he saw Chris Paul fall. Oh man! And, um, yeah, man. And you know, I know that I saw it. Um, I saw it on Twitter where somebody was saying that CP3 had um, crossed up Curry, and um, I looked at it. What was that game two? Right, game two. And I, to be honest with you. I should have kind. Of, I should have took that out the notes because that cross wasn't. That wasn't no get back for real. Like it, it was a cross. He definitely crossed him. Okay. He definitely crossed him, but it wasn't like it didn't look as bad as what Curry did when to CP three. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh man. Actually, I kind of meant to take that off the notes, but he. But you could see it in Chris Paul's demeanor. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, got you. You know what I'm saying? Got him. Got him. But it wasn't as bad as it wasn't as bad as the, uh, the other one. Oh, okay. It wasn't as bad as the other one. Okay, yeah, I, I I remember the one the other night where Steph just ended up on the floor. Yeah, he didn't really <laughs> like he kind of just more so kind of like stumbled than he fell, but um, yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Oh, okay. it wasn't that bad. I, I, yeah, <laughs> actually, if I would have looked back on the notes before we d- did the show, yeah. I probably would just took that off because it wasn't that bad. Oh, all right. Eh, that's, that's all good. I, I remember Twitter reacting when it happened, mm-hmm. saying, like, oh, he got it, and you know what I'm saying? I was like, Word. all right. <laughs> and by the time we got here, everybody forgot about it anyway, so that's how I knew it wasn't that, it mm. wasn't as fire. Yeah, because I almost I forgot it. about it. Yeah, it wasn't as far as, as I thought it was when it was happening. Mm-hmm. So, Meta World Peace um, comes out, uh, a.k.a. Ron Artest, comes out. And claims that he was offered thirty five thousand dollars to throw games in college. Yeah, um, he was um, he was doing an interview somewhere. I think he's like about to put out a book or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he was saying that he was uh, offered on several occasions, right, um, to throw games. Um, the quote says uh, he was doing an interview with Yahoo Sports. I got approached a couple of times to throw games. The the one interesting time, they came to me in my neighborhood and said, "Hey, I got thirty five thousand for you." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, that's cool. I'll take thirty five thousand." They said, "We need you to throw a game." That's when I was like, "You expletive! I, I don't know what the expletive. I'm gonna right. call him a bitch." Right, right. But he called. And then he thought to himself, "But it crossed his mind. Thirty five thousand. You know, not that bad." Hmm. And this came. Uh, oh, that's what it happened. That, it came on the wake of. The whole sports betting thing, mm-hmm. you know that you know. Oh the right, right, right. Decision that they yep. went on last week. Mm-hmm. So uh, he went on to say that they find these kids that don't have any money and then attack them. He said that's the problem. I have been. Uh, that's the problem I have with betting because these guys who are betting they're bullies. Mm-hmm. Some of them are bullies. They'll force a kid into a situation and then when the kid is trying to go to the NBA, they hold it against the kid. Mm. Facts. Wow. Facts. Wow. Facts. Well, my, my my thoughts on this is I'm not surprised about it. Um, and what a fine time to break news like this if you're Meta World Peace, if you're promoting the book. Promoting the book. These are the kinds of things yeah, that, yeah. you know, Absolutely. You, you put in the book. Yeah. So, um, you know. And, and, it, it's, and, and, and good timing that the Supreme Court decision happened 
exactly. why he was on a press run promoting the book. I, I, exactly, exactly. I think everybody wins, you know, kind yeah. of in this situation. You know, Metal World Peace, he gets to sell his book. Um, and, I mean, it's not yeah, like... Yeah, he, Yahoo Sports gets some clickbait. Yep, and, and it's not like he's not well-known, you know, throughout sports circles. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows, you know, Ron Artest and everything. So, um, it, this stuff happens with other athletes i'm sure um it's it's another one of those ploys where you know a kid from the hood who gets a scholarship and she and he goes to college is just trying to you know get some you know get some lunch money or whatever get some you know money for some books yeah would you do that if you were if you were a college kid back in brooklyn and somebody came to you and was like we got 35k for you to throw a game I would certainly do that if the situation was, you know, mom was still trying to, you know, get out of Bed-Stuy or, you, you know what I'm saying, my family was trying to get out of New York, that you know, that kind of a thing. And the situation, like the living conditions wasn't, you know, what it needed to be, then, yeah, I I, I would have took that 35 grand easy. It would have been, been no, you know, if ands, or buts about it. And just, you know, I would have just dealt with the, consequences you know later on but mm -hmm. you know if Ron Artest comes out with this I'm sure there's plenty other players from their college playing yeah. days that have done some you know similar things mm -hmm. I mean maybe not you know throw a game but maybe look hey a booster comes around and says hey I give you this much money if you you know you run I this mean, package that's, that's college that's college basketball in a nutshell right yeah. but I'm saying like do you know you know these cats like 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 I think about um what's the scene in um what's the scene the scene in above the rim where Pac um was trying to get Dwayne Martin to join his clique whatever. Imagine that Dwayne Martin. We talking about Dwayne Martin. Dwayne Martin in that yeah yeah. It, but he he played that he played, role really yeah, good. Yeah, I mean he played ball, so I mean. Yep. Yeah. He 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 played it really good. But I, I think about that scene where he's trying to get him, you know, in his click or whatever. It's like, yo, you know, you play for me, whatever. You know, you run this package here, yeah. run this package there. You know, I'm sure stuff like that, you know, be going on as well. So, um, so shout out to the homie Ron Artest on that front. And uh, Vince Wright with the X Squad in the chat room. He's got a question. Will LeBron leave if Cleveland loses? LeBron will leave regardless. He's going to leave whether he loses in this round or whether he loses in the finals, which he's going to lose in the finals. He's going to. Yeah, he's gone. Now, now, do you give him a shot against the Rockets if the Rockets somehow come out of this? Yes. I do, too. I still would pick the Rockets, but I'd give him a shot. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'd give him a shot, too. I, 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 to be honest, I, I'd say it's 50-50. If it's yeah, Rockets, if yeah. it's Rockets, Cavs, I say I it's fifty pick, fifty. Yeah, but I would still pick the Rockets, me personally. Yep, but, I would too. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, Le LeBron could beat them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but no, I, he he's gone, and you know, I know you don't want to go down this road just yet about you know what the landing spots potentially are going to be, but I just don't want him to go to Philly. That that's that's all I'll say about but that. For for what I think he's trying to combat. Mm -hmm. Which is the Rockets. I mean, the Warriors, I'm sorry. Yep. Philly, only teams that make sense to me is Philly and... Rockets uh, don't make sense? I was going to say, and the Rockets. That's mm -hmm. only two teams that make sense. Yep. Considering I think he's trying to combat what the Warriors are doing. 
Mm-hmm. Those are the two teams that make sense. Um, I would see the Rockets because they already got established star. Yep. And James Harden mm-hmm. and uh, Chris Paul. Right. Like established. Meanwhile, uh, as opposed to going to Philly, where you know Embiid is just starting to become a star, and Ben Simmons ain't got a jumper yet, and mm-hmm. you know, like you, you know, I would go better. I, so if I were LeBron, and my thought was I'm trying to compete with the Warriors, yeah, right. I'm going to the Rockets. I didn't even know, right? I ain't even know nothing about it. Yeah, my my thing with LeBron has always been if if you've been to seven going on maybe eight straight finals and it's because you're in the eastern conference why go out west when you have to face the warriors before you even get to the finals but if you think you could beat the warriors with with cp3 cp3 i mean and maybe try to prime mellow from okc yeah that's not and that's not a bad thought um that's not a bad thought um I don't think you, at this point the way I'm feeling about Carmelo Anthony. I don't know if you bring him into the into the into the fold with the Rockets because mm-hmm. he don't want to be no. <laughs> because we've seen already with another team that he was not willing to yeah. change the way he plays or is willing to come off the bench for the betterment of the team. Yeah. So maybe you know. You, you, you could be onto something. Maybe that mellow thing just isn't yeah. Because that ball stop that whole. You know, I don't. I, I like. I still think I'm a number one option mm-hmm. on a team with stars. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. Right, right. Uh, wanna welcome the homie Jungle Brother in the What's chat, up, man. man? Uh, he says Trey Maestro. What's up? Am I the only one seeing Tyron Lue out coaching Brad Stevens? Just asking for myself. Oh um, man, you know I'll what? I tell you. Yeah, I tell you what. He is the 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 constant. Contrary, and I appreciate it for the sake of sports debate. Is is that what we see? Well, I'll say this: what I what I've seen Tyron Lue do, and not just this series, but yeah, all in, the, in, in all the three series that they played so far. Whenever he's had to make an adjustment from game to game, and and really in particularly that Pacers series, uh huh. He's, he's put in he's put in Tristan Thompson in a starting lineup on on several occasions. Yes. And, and it's worked. I mean, this series with the Celtics. You know how I feel about the Tristan Thompson-Al Horford matchup. I've been going, you know, berserk about that matchup since Horford was with the Hawks a few years back. I can't help but think that, and I don't know, and I don't know if, if, if Tyron Lue, i tell you what, mm-hmm. I'll give Tyron Lue some credit for it. They're playing better defense at home. Absolutely, they're playing better. I mean, as a team, they're playing yep. better defense at home. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's just right. What's happening now? Is some of it self inflicted on the Celtics? Yes, yeah, some of it is, but defensively, the Cavs as a whole. I mean, he's a coach. You they gotta, played some better defense. Yeah, they're just they're playing better defense, and I don't know if if that's something that's Lou's been, mm-hmm. you know, you know, trying to get into the guys' heads. Yeah, because. But let's be clear, they've been playing sloppy defense pretty much. And I'll say inconsistent. Yeah. It's sloppy and it's inconsistent. Well, I, I think inconsistent is actually a better word because they ha- they'll have moments when they turn it on and, yep. and when they don't think they have to turn it on, they just don't. Right, right. And, you know. and from an individual standpoint, you'll see JR sometimes you know, try to D up somebody and he put the effort into it. And then there's moments where he let a guy blow by him. Yeah. 
So I hate J.R. Smith as a defensive player. I really do. Yeah, I but really but he do. he has the potential to yeah, play I defense. Mean, yeah, it's play. just the commitment on a consistent level just isn't there. You know. Um, want to shout out the podcast brothers from the podcast What's network. Up, What's going on, y'all? Uh, Jungle Brother says, look at the start of last night's game. Designing a pick and p- a pick play that caught Rozier guarding Thompson led to two easy baskets for Tristan. Okay. I, yeah, I, I, I might have missed that play, but now nah, that's I mean that's definitely what you got to do if you're gonna you know play the matchup game. Yeah. You know you, you definitely yeah. got to do that. I mean most of that is on the coach. Some of that is on the players too. You know. Make it yeah, ex- execute. It, okay, I mean, I, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't give it, I didn't give that play that much attention, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I give you that, I give you that. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say he was, he's been out coaching them the entire series, though. Yeah, nah, I, I definitely. I mean, he's definitely made adjustments. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, whatever they've been doing as far as, um, as far as why they're playing better defense at home. Mm-hmm. If it's just a home thing, I hope not. But if it's just a home thing, or if it's just Tyron Lue, I don't know which one it is. But uh, I would think it's Tyron. I, let me say this: I'll give the credit to Tyron Lue because I don't know why they're playing better defense at home. I mean, if it's just home cooking, I can't really give it to Tyron Lue. But mm-hmm. I give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that. Yeah, no. Nah, Ty, look, Tyron Lue's a good coach. I'm not gonna. Yeah, he, you know. he's not a bad coach. I, it's kind of hard for me to. Uh, measure how good he is. Right. Because you always got the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is true. So it's kind of hard for me to, to, you know what I mean? But, I mean, you still got to be a good coach. Right. So, I mean. You definitely got to do that. You got to be, you got to know something to be able to coach him. Got to do that. No no question about that. Uh, so the NBA awards, I think, comes on next month. And the ballots for the awards came out. Uh, MVP, Rookie of the Year, and all that stuff. So, as far as the MVP of the league, I think you and I both agree yeah. that it's going to be James Harden. Yeah. Even though I appreciate the fact that Anthony Davis has gotten, you know, recognition for his play down the stretch. And deserves it. Deserves it. Most most definitely deserves that. Um, rookie of the Year, you and I both agree that it's Donovan Mitchell. Yep. For, you know, for the both of us. Um it, I know Ben Simmons, this is his first season actually playing basketball, but it's his second year. I mean, nah, he got I, give him I give him that. That's his rookie year. Eh, I don't know about that. But he still ain't outplayed Donovan Mitchell, so it don't even really matter. Nah, nah. He, he definitely, don't even really matter. In definitely book. not. In my book, I don't see how, how Donovan Mitchell doesn't get it. Right. And uh, Jason Tatum, you know, getting some... Rookie of the year love, yeah. but that's really more so Nobody his else. play on the playoffs. Really. Yeah, it's more about that yeah. than it is you know what he's done. I don't th- in the I regular think he's season because he's just the third best rookie that this year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what I think. That's that's true. Um, coach of the year, um, they got three nominees: Dwayne Casey, Brad Stevens, and Quinn Snyder. Where, where, where you at with the coach of the year? I'm sorry, man. I know everybody wanted me to pick Dwayne Casey. I do. Mm-hmm. And it's not that he, like, I wouldn't be mad if they gave it to him. I'm not going to, when he gets it. I would not be upset When he gets it, let me be clear. When he gets it, I'm not going to mm-hmm. be here next week talking about, oh, he shouldn't have got it. That's that's not what I'm saying. Yep. Uh, I'm just saying there's some things to consider. Mm-hmm. 
Brad Stevens um, is coaching very well. Yep. And he don't got his one and two best players yep. on his team. Mm-hmm. All year he hasn't had them. Right. That's not even where I'm going. That's not even... Uh, Quinn Snyder has the rookie of the year mm-hmm. and no other real offensive no weapons. All, no all-stars. No real offensive weapons, really. I mean, English is... Uh, um, Eagles. Uh, Eagles, I'm sorry. He's mm-hmm. he's cool. But, you know, you ain't looking at you ain't looking at him like, yo. And Gobert is cool, but you're giving me defense, 15 and that's 10. It. It's, that's, it's defense. That's and you're it. giving me 15 and 10. Yeah. That's not a that's not a really real impactful double-double. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I ain't going to say it ain't impactful, but I, mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying that Quinn Snyder has the least to work with. Yep. And he's the what, number four seed. Uh, Quinn Snyder, what? The, the Jazz, Jazz, they was uh, the number four, number five. five. Okay. They were tied for the four, four but they right. lost by a tiebreaker. Got you, got you. I would, yeah. look, at, I would look at the situation. Um, go ahead. What, what you I was just going to say, I would, I, Dwayne Casey is going to win. Mm-hmm. I would I would be more happy if Quinn Snyder won. Mm-hmm. All, this was the, that, for me, that's the tightest race of uh, NBA Awards, right? That's the tightest race for me. That right. was a tight. That's a tight race. Like every, all three of those coaches mm-hmm. got strong arguments as to why they should win Coach of the Year. Right, right. Well, when I when I look at these three coaches, I have to look at the situations. Dwayne Casey coached a relatively healthy Raptors team from start to finish. Yep. Um, Brad Stevens, like you said, the Celtics game one, Gordon Hayward goes down with the ugly uh-huh. ankle injury. They go on a 13-game win streak. Right. They go on that win streak. Kyrie goes out right before the start of the playoffs. And they're, you know, two wins away from going to the NBA Finals with a team that the one... Young boys. With young cats. I mean, guys that the one team in comparison you can make to them in terms of going to the Finals will be the Detroit Pistons from 04, 05. Casey deserves it. Here's why. Name six players on his team. You can't. Sure, I can. Yeah. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry. Lowry, Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Vliet, um, uh, Valachunas, mm-hmm. Siakam. Uh-huh. Um, the dude's name is stuck with the Powell. Um, that is another cat that be shooting. Sh- C.J. Miles. C.J. Miles. That's who I was trying to think of. That's, that's nine guys. Yeah. Just, that's nine guys we just named. Uh, but I get what you're saying. Right. Again, if Casey wins it, I don't have... I, I'm not gonna argue with it. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't have an I don't have an issue with him winning it, but I'm I'm ranking the situations under which these coaches continuity have coach. continuity. He got continuity on his side more than these other two coaches, right? Um, but it, getting to Quinn Snyder, uh-huh. the Jazz lost their best player in free agency, and I think people. I think kind of similar to the Pacers situation. Yeah. People thought that the Jazz were going to be a relatively low-seeded, maybe out-the-playoff picture type of team. Yeah. And next thing you know, they, they do get off to the rocky start. I mm-hmm. think they were like yeah. nine games nine, yeah. under five hundred. Yeah. And then next thing you know, Quinn Snyder says, hey, Donovan Mitchell, it's your team now. Yeah. Take us there. And they rip off, like, I think they had like a 12-game win streak in the middle of March or something yeah. like that. And then they catapult themselves to the four seed at one point, and then they, they lose a the tiebreaker. But still, you know, they get to this point, and it's like, 
they've exceeded expectations, yes. in my opinion. Yeah. So, so if I had to rank these coaches, I would say Brad Stevens one, Quinn Snyder two, Dwayne Casey three. If I if I had to rank the situations under which these coaches had to coach under, because Brad Stevens had more. Uh... Brad Stevens had more expectations. Do you think is that why you put him higher? Um. Well, Brad, am I putting Brad Stevens higher? You said you putting Brad Stevens over the over Quinn Snyder. I'm putting Brad Stevens over Quinn Snyder oh. because of the guys that he was missing. Okay. Yeah, I'm putting I'm putting Quinn Snyder over everybody because they don't have nobody. They don't. Ha- You're right. They yeah. don't have a all star. And we didn't we didn't know what was going to happen with Donovan. I mean, like most rookies, we don't know what's going to happen. We we, we didn't know. We, we, we definitely and if, didn't if know. If Donovan Mitchell didn't pan out, they was they gonna be garbage. Mm-hmm. Like they gonna they're you know they in the lottery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. And and that's what people thought yeah. that this team was just gonna be, you know, a bottomed out lottery team. Uh, Jungle Brother says Snyder is more deserving than Steve than Stevens. Celtics loaded with lottery players. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they had. I mean, and and the other thing is obviously we don't know how they're going to turn out. I mean, but they did turn out, and Stevens deserves credit for that. Oh, he but definitely for does. me, for me, Quinn Snyder, all he had was a rookie. I don't like you said. I don't think anybody came into this situation this year thinking the Jazz was going to be anything. Yeah, nobody yeah. came in was like, yo, you know, the Jazz are going to do this. They got yeah. great things. Again, they lost their best player to free agency. And let's be clear to the Pacers. And let's be clear, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He ain't all that like Hayward. I mean, right? He ain't all that like he could score. He was their best player, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, like I, I would. I like like I know it's early, mm-hmm. but I like Donovan Mitchell better than that. Better than Gordon Hayward right now. Like I, right. I think he's a better player right now. Right. Uh, Jungle Brothers got a question. He says, "Is Hayward better than Tatum or Brown?" Yeah. Well, he's more proven. He's definitely that. And, but that's all we got to go on. That's what, right. That's all right. we got to go on. He, he's definitely more proven. But Tatum has the I time. Think, I think Jalen Brown um, is playing good ball. I don't know. I don't I don't know if he in a bag. I don't know if this if this is the Jalen Brown we're going to see for his career or if he in a bag right now. Yeah. Jason Tatum got a whole lot of potential, and, you know, we just need time to see what he's going to do. Exactly. But right now, if you're asking me right now who – if you're asking me who I would build a team around, obviously the younger guys. But if you're asking me who's a better player right now, yeah. I would have to go with Gordon Hayward just because of his resume. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Give those young players some time, man. Um, I am disappointed though in the um, in the coach of the year list though. I would have liked to have seen Nate McMillan be in a top three candidacy. I can't see him in a top three over those other three candidates though. Mm, well, I, I, like, I guess you if take he, out who would you take out? Well, that's what, that's what I'm trying to think about. I'm again because I brought up the team situations. Yeah. And while the Pacers were sort of in a similar situation than the Jazz was, they had a relatively healthy roster for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rudy Gobert was out a lot this year. That that is true, and that's another thing that's that, that we that didn't even mention. That like, defense, yeah, yeah, he was out for. I think he only played fifty six games this year. Right, right, he, early, was, yeah, when it was really bad, yeah. And so yeah, we we can't forget that. But Nate McMillan, though, man. Um, Nobody expected Oladipo to do what he did this year, for sure. But he definitely had a relatively healthy 
roster. And as much as I like Odadipo, here's another here's the thing: PG's finest. Is this who we going to get, or is he just in a bag right now? He another player that mm-hmm. he, he's had a good year, but right. he was kind of in this situation where he could have took over a team in Orlando, right? And he didn't. And I'm not saying. I mean, obviously he was younger, and he he will credit Russell Westbrook for his success this year because he was able to watch. Mm. This how you take over a team, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, right. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So that's true. I, I wonder. I would. I, I'm interested in Oladipo's year next year because we, we do need to know: is he just in a bag right now, or is that's is this his game? Like mm-hmm. this the dude, this the dude that Orlando thought they was getting. Right. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. Yeah. I, I feel you on that. Um, I want to address Jungle Brothers' questions, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a break here and. Uh, well, sure. I'm mean, sure ain't gonna take that long. Shit. Oh, um, hey, uh, Terry Rozier is a better point guard than Kyrie. Kyrie is an assassin, but you can't say to say he's a facilitator. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. I agree with Rozier that. is a better point guard. One hundred percent. Yep, pure point guard. Yeah, pure. One hundred percent. He says Snyder is dealing with more talent than McMillan. If you want to break it down, um, uh, hmm. Well, uh, we should, I, I think it's. A, I, I should have let you go on break. I, I tell you, can what, we deal with that after break? Yeah, we we could we could do Cause, that. Like, cause I just need to see the rosters. Cause right now, I'm thinking it's a wash right now. Well, let's let's look at the rosters side by side when we after the break. Yeah, let's let's do that. Uh, so, folks, if you want to call the show, the number is two four zero five three two two seven one eight. It is the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Trey Frazier and Maestro Styles. Yes, sir. We'll be right back, folks. This is Girly Girl. Join me every Sunday at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Girly Girl's World for intriguing conversation and relevant topics. Girly Girl's World World. for the women on the go and the men who want to know. Girly Girl's Girl's World, World. Sundays at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What's up, everybody? This is Ben from the BS3 Sports Show. And if you're looking for a different type of show, something different that you haven't heard before, check out the BS3 Sports Show every Saturday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on 2LiveStewsRadio.com. Great guests, great music. You never know who will be on the show. So check it out, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, on two live stews radio.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright. You know me as the sports governor. The ladies call me the big smooth one. But I'm coming to you live from Minneapolis, St. Paul. We're bringing you sports done right every Tuesday night. Make sure you keep it tuned to Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com, and now proud to be associated with two live stews radio. I'm Vince Wright, the sports governor, and I approve this message. Drum. 
where I'm from, the insurance policy is your gun in the coat pack. Never go to sleep where they woke at. Walk in your sleep or talk in your sleep. Me, I rhyme and run and get it off in the streets. What would an angel offer a beast? I'm hoping death in the form of a song that is deep. Ghost. I grew up on welfare. Sugar water, syrup sandwiches to eat, just to eat. I never had health care. No, just a pistol on the waist for the beat. No, nigga, you can't stop me, no. Stop me, no. If it's war, then you gotta go. Better pull up to your block. Ain't that shit right out the window yelling. Couple niggas wanna body ghost. Catch that ass slipping, let it ring, then it's adios. Yelling Cappy Coop, playing dominoes with the cartels deep down in El Barrio. That Moreno had Montego, though. Now he's selling juice independent, but he made you, though. Don't you ever try to play him, though. Your body's like a song and he can't wait to lay it, though. Handguns and rifles in the mix. When you say forgot the shit and the mother niggas don't, then you gotta do shit that the mother niggas won't. Yeah, it's trifling in the mix. You and your brother on the hunt. Pray to God to get home. If the feds in the city, we switch phones. Niggas hit up the lab and spit bones. Nigga, we getting wealthy and getting stone ghosts. I grew up on welfare. Star. Sugar water, syrup sandwiches to eat, just to eat. I never had health care. No. Just a pistol on the waist for the beat. No, nigga, you can't stop me, no. Stop me, no. If it's war, then you gotta go. Gotta go. Better pull up to your block. Ain't that shit right out the window yelling. La, la, adios. Sugar water in a syrup sandwich. A little bullet gain a big advantage. Yeah, I'm black, but my nigga Spanish. We gon' do damage, catch the lick, then we tryna vanish. Downtown, I'm a heavy swinger. My gun go like a reggae singer. That joint heavy in a Chevy, but you better bring her. It's gon' be a lot of blood, bring a set of cleaners. Known in Mecca and Medina and Medellin. They say life is a gamble, but you ain't better thing. You said you going to war, but you ain't dead a thing. Yeah, I've been in jail, but never said a thing. Go. I grew up on welfare. Star. Sugar water, syrup sandwiches to eat, just to eat. I never had health care. No. Just a pistol on the waist for the beat. No, nigga, you can't stop me, no. Stop me, no. If it's war, then you gotta go. Gotta go. Better pull up to your block. Ain't that shit right out the window yelling. La, la, adios. Alright, welcome back y'all, it's the Barbershop Sports Talk Gina. Podcast Shout out to the homie Styles P, uh, repping at, uh, repping the locks, repping that YO right there uh, Hit him with that down no <laughs> <laughs> There you go, yeah, y'all don't know about that <laughs> But uh, if y'all want to call the show, the number's 240-532-2718 So what me and Maestro did in response to Jungle Brothers' question about who has more talent I got the Pacers roster up right here and looking at the numbers and, you know, how we watch these teams play, we've come to the conclusion that the Jazz do have, have a, better, a roster. better roster. Do have a better roster. Despite no all-stars. Yeah. But, but just, they I have mean, looking better at rosters. Like Dante Axum is a good backup. Mm-hmm. Um, how, I, how many guys in double figures? Five. Five guys. The starters. The starters? The starters are in double figures. Okay. Derek Favors is off the bench with nine points. Okay. Um, And Alex Burks is off the bench with nine points. Okay. But okay. Derek Favors gets 26. That's a lot of minutes to get and only have nine points. 
Yeah, that's true. I but, mean, but he's but, he's kind of in there mostly for defense. Too. Yeah, but all I have to say is, yeah, they definitely have a better roster per se. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I like I like Dante Axum. Um, O'Neal, I like O'Neal off the bench. I yep. like Axum. I like O'Neal. Um, Favors, I ain't super high on him, but he ain't bad. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, and who's like who's the like like the outside of the starters for Pacers? Who was the like? The guys off the bench, yeah, like, um, well, so see, they 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 would rotate Sabonis and Turner a lot, mm-hmm. um, throughout the season. Um, Lance obviously came off the bench, yeah. Um, he's a guy. I mean, the Pacers had seven guys averaging points and double figures, you know, which is not, I mean, which is not bad, uh-huh. not bad at all. Um, but when you look at the guys individually, there's nothing really eye-popping that you see. Like, nobody's averaging a double-double. You know what I'm saying? Oladipo's averaging 22. Um, the most minutes out of everybody. Um, I mean, it's pretty much it. And, and Corey Joseph, like, I don't know why he was, like, in the rotation a lot. Like, Corey Joseph, um, in most cases, might as well would have been Bahamute in some situations, man. Wow. Uh, I mean, I hate the I, I hate mean, the, I hate the dog to brother like he, that. I don't, last year he was with the Raptors. Or yes, was he, yeah, yes he yeah. was. So yes he I, was. He came off. He was getting the minutes based off of what he was doing in Toronto because mm-hmm. he was giving up good minutes in Toronto. He was. Yeah, he, he was. was giving up good minutes. But I don't think he had a good year with the Pacers though. No, he definitely. I mean, I. I didn't know he was. He averaged, I mean, I realized it when I was watching the playoffs, but I didn't even realize he was with them all year. Yeah, he averaged four points, three assists, two rebounds. Like, I mean, you know, how many minutes though? Twenty minutes. Oh yeah, it's not that good. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I mean, that just ain't. Like, yeah, it's not the that, that 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 just ain't wow me right yeah. there. Uh, Jungle Brother, man, you 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 about to start a conversation right now? Yeah, you're not you're not trolling me into it. You you about to start a conversation? Styles P more vicious on the mic than Jada Kiss. Now it depends on what Why your you? definition of vicious is. Come on, man. Come it, on, it, man. It, it depends on that. I, no, but I, I know why he's saying that. I, I I know why he's saying that. Styles P is a monster. Let's let's get that all the way out the way. But Styles P will tell you. That Styles Pia tell you himself mm-hmm. that Jada Kids is the perfect combination of what Sheik Luch brings to the table and what Styles brings to the Absolutely. table with punchlines. Yep, like he's the balance. Like Styles P, if you want straight aggressive, you know, revolutionary type shit, mm-hmm. Styles P is the dude you listen to. But if you're just talking about straight, put a beat on a rap, who better? Nah, it's Jada. Jada. It's Jada. It's Jada. Jada's one of my and and you know what? Let let's let's get into this. We'll 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 get back into the NBA award stuff, but I, I just want to share this with you because um, the Tommy Chief Rocker Jersey Vern actually um, made a request from you. Um, he had a topic on his show today about the top five MCs. Um, obvious, obviously, it was Biggie's birthday yesterday. So a whole lot of conversation about hip hop, you know, took place. Um, I just happened to call Chief Show earlier today, and I told him, "Look, you know, sometimes my top five changes Everybody's on a regular." If, if you listen to a lot of music, your top five it, always it, changes. It, it changes always. For me, though, at, at that moment in time when I was on the line, well, let's with be him, clear: nobody's gonna like my top five. 
Um, you asked me to do it right now. Well, my my top my top five was Jay, Big, Fab, Are Jada. You, no, let's be clear. What is in that order? Or no order. Just, okay. No okay. order. Jay, Big, Fab, Jada, Black Thought. That was that was my top five right there. Okay. Me. Mm-hmm. And, Maestro style. And here come the homie Chief Rocker what up, up here in the building. What up? Uh, what up, RC? I see you too. I do no compl- I do no no necessary order too. I do that. that uh-huh. Yeah, because 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 then you'd have me to think, and we'd be here till yeah, nah, 10:30. nah, quickly. Scarface, no doubt. Black Thought, mm-hmm. Nas, mm-hmm. Jay, right. He is not my number one rapper right now, y'all. My, but it's just I had to make sure I got all these other people out the way. So, just so we know, mm-hmm. Scarface, right? Um, fuck, I forgot what I just said. That's that's how. Well, cool I my, think you. Uh, it sounds like Scarface for certain. You. It sounds like you missed one. You said Scarface, J, Nas, Nas, Black Thought, Black Thought, and Kendrick. Kendrick. Okay. Okay. That's that's what's up. I left out Big. I know. I left out Pac. I know. That's what's up. I left out Rock Kim. I know. Like, but that, but that that that's I'm from the, DC. That's the beauty of it. I'm and, from and, DC. And, and see, Scarface is never gonna leave my top five. And see, and and this is exactly some of the points that was talked about on the on Chief Show was that everybody grew up in different parts of the country. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm you know from Brooklyn, born and raised. You from DC. And a lot of these cats that's in the chat are from Atlanta, from the South. So, well, no, no, a lot of people live in Atlanta. A lot of people. Like, no, there's some people that are from. Yeah, but I think like jungles, South. jungles from New York. If I'm not mistaken. No, jungles from New York. Chief is from New York. Chief is from New York. Um, but yeah, fish is from up top. Yeah. Too. But I'm talking like guys like Mo Cheese. Mo uh-huh. Cheese is from down there. Um, Sluggo's from down there. Um, three three four Bama boy, he's from down that way also. So you'll have guys, you know, throw in Andre three thousand, Bun B, um, Eight Ball, MJG, and I don't have a problem with that. Well, I don't have a problem with anybody's top. I don't have a problem with anybody's top five. Mm-hmm. Well, let me take that back. I do have a problem with people's top five. Like people would have a problem with mine. Yeah, but. Um, cause that's where the debate comes in. But yep. I mean, I ain't judging you. That's that's your top five, right? Right. As much as I love a ball and MJG, like that's my like. Let's be clear. To this day, Space Age pimping is still in my smash list. Like when I'm when I'm, you know, what I'm saying like mm-hmm. these young some of these young Jones I be dealing with mm-hmm. don't understand why a ball and MJG. Like I'm playing why I'm playing a ball and MJG Space Age pimp. Like that's. But they they not in my top five. Andre three thousand is a lyrical, is a creative, not just lyrical, creative genius. He's yeah. not in my top five. Like he don't have enough enough work for me. Like right, I get right. I get all the Outkast albums. He split half of that with 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 Big Boy. He don't make my mm-hmm. top five. Like right right. You know, let's not do this. Let's not do no, this. It, let's not do it, this. I, I, it, look, it it don't have to be a debate. Yeah. That's that's the beauty of top five. Yeah, right. That, that's the real beauty about this is anybody's top five. It's it's not a bad list. It's definitely, you know, it all depends on who you loved growing up, where you grew Scarface up. Scarface never leaves my Scarface never leaves my top five. Though. Yeah, and I'm, and really that shouldn't be an issue for anybody for yeah. that matter because Scarface was a lyrical Scarface never genius. Leaves my top five. Not from the. I can't be from D.C. and Scarface not be in my top five. Mm-hmm. Not, not 
the in the years that I was born. Right, right. Um, what's up, three three four? What up, man? What's going on, man? He says the South got nothing to do with that. From Bama, and I don't have any of those Southern artists in my top five, but okay. Andre. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, some some cats in the South um, yeah. respect Rockham. Yeah. You know, respect the cats. You know, I, from back I, then. I think everybody that's anything hip hop respects Rockham. I, I, You'd be surprised. I, really? You'd be surprised. <laughs> You, I, I could get them not putting Rakim in their top five. Yeah, I could get that too. But not have respect for Rakim? Uh, you'd be surprised, okay. man. Well, let's let's just leave it there. Then. Yeah, we'll we'll just leave it right there. But um, let me uh, RC in the chat says his top five in no order: Rakim, Jay, Biggie, Pac, and KRS. Don't got an issue with that. I mean, you really can't. Uh, KRS. Yeah, I mean that's the only. Don't got it. Don't yeah, got an really issue can. with that's that. That's kind of like the only questionable person in in, in his list and. How could you question KRS? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Um, just honorable mentions and we'll move on. Got to throw in some of them cats from the woo. As far as lyricism, top five MCs. I wouldn't have a problem if anybody had meth in there, Raekwon, Ghostface. If I had to put any of anybody in my list, be Ghostface. You know, and that's to say that Raekwon ain't tough or right. meth ain't tough, but if... if uh, yeah, the only person that I would strongly consider being in my yeah. list is Ghostface. A couple of tracks I think about with Meth, um, All I Need with Mary, yeah, with see, the Lyrically, I, and... I'm not um, really... Yeah, that, and, ex, and that is and a tough... And Extortion with Mob Extortion D. with Mob D, but I give me... I, yeah, yeah. So, um, NBA's most most improved player. Um, I don't think that's an argument. Oladipo yeah, for me. I don't think that's an argument. Yeah, uh, Andre Drummond, I can't... Andre Drummond. Did he improve? <laughs> like, uh, what Andre did I miss? Dr- wait, I don't think this is, wait, I don't think this is like the official list because I don't remember Andre Drummond being a part of anybody's, you know, nominee list for these awards, but I think Clint Capella was one and, okay. and, I, and I can't remember who the other guy is, but to me, there's no argument yeah, on this front. So, yeah. Victor Oladipo clearly is, is the most improved player yeah. this, this season. Um, sixth man of the year. Uh, Van Vliet yeah. It's Van Vliet for me yeah. um, Lou Williams has won it already And quite frankly um, Somebody made a good point about this Lou Williams actually Started a few games for the Clippers This season yeah. And he was averaging what 23, 23, 24 You know coming off the bench too So Yeah give me Vliet Yeah Van Vliet um, he's, he's had some pretty good um, You know some good games one one thing I'll, I'll mention about him, and I, I I failed to mention this when we were dissecting the Raptors a few weeks back, and I remember the game against Cleveland. I think it was game one. That was the close game, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, it, it was just one thing, and Dwayne Casey, excellent coach, um, gets all the credit in the world, but I thought he made one mistake in that series, in particular game one was when he put Van Vliet out there with the bum shoulder, because remember, he, yeah. he hurt his shoulder. And, and still couldn't beat him. And, right, still couldn't beat him, but the guy was on the bench, and you put him out there in a situation where they needed a bucket, and DeRozan decides, hey, I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. throw it out to Van Vliet, yeah. and he, he couldn't knock it down. I, I, I thought that was one mistake that Casey did in that in that series in game one was put a guy out there with a bum with shoulder, a bum shoulder yeah. when you got other guys that can, you know, hit threes. So, you know, just, just wanted to, you know, throw that out there. 
um, Chief Rocker. Um, I thought he had no, some. put his list out there, I think, and they was criticizing. Oh, okay. Uh, Jungle Brothers says, Inspector Deck is very underrated. Uh, Chief Rocker, okay, Big, Rakim, Pac, Jay-Z, Andre 3000. Yeah. Um, Chief Rocker says, Eminem, Six Man. Come on, we, we can't be can't be doing that. Six Man, for top five list. Man. Come on, come on, stop. I mean, they ain't no different <laughs> from honorable mention. Uh, well, yeah, I, I guess, yeah. Right. I, I guess that's true. I, I take that back. Um, so... I got a shout out. Um... Oh, can we talk about Mario Chalmers real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So. Okay. So, uh, apparently, Mario Chalmers, you got to, Mario Chalmers, come on, man. I, I, come on, man. So. <laughs> I don't I, I, I have no, dude, I have no idea what's going on okay. with Chalmers. So, you got to okay. break down the so, story. So, some dude from ESPN uh-huh. uh, was talking about the uh, ex. Long story short, there's a, they was like, uh. Dwayne Wade told this dude that he would he would ask LeBron James to sign a photo of Dwayne uh, sign a photograph of LeBron James dunking mm-hmm. um, with you know so basically it was a steal that happened and LeBron and Dwayne Wade threw the oop and put it he had his hands out like this right and um, I show you the picture I'm, I'm, let me try to turn my laptop right. this is the picture I did see that yeah so I saw that picture. On Twitter, fly picture by the way. Yeah, whoever so, whoever took that so snapshot. So he was saying that he that he would have LeBron sign that picture mm-hmm. for him, and he would be I guess put it in his house or whatever. Right. So apparently, when this picture hit Instagram, Chalmers commented and said that uh, he started the fast break. He started that fast break with a steal. Okay. So uh, somebody went and found that play. And found out that Mario Chalmers was mm-hmm. on the bench when that play happened. Ah. Put the play on. Put the they put the play on back. You know, put the play online. Back up online. Yeah. And everybody is here, um, on on in social media, clowning Mario Chalmers for <laughs> saying he was involved in the play, and it's very clear that he was on the bench during the play, cheering and everything. Like he wasn't even. He was cheering for him. <laughs> Why the play was happening? <laughs> oh wow! Damn, that's, that's crazy. That that's crazy. And Damn, and 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 and, you, and now that you mention Mario Chalmers, playing well, with the Memphis Grizzlies right now. Yes, yes. I was up here gathering stuff for the show last night, and YouTube is so great because they have these video compilations of fights in the NBA and all these other sports and all that. So there was one video of fights for 2018 Mm -hmm. and there was a game between the Grizzlies and the Rockets earlier this year where Chalmers was playing defense on Harden and this was away from the ball Mm -hmm. by the way but they you know they were scuffling and so the next thing you know um, Chalmers got knocked down to the floor so he gets up once Harden pushes him down again he gets up a second time and he pushes him down to the floor again, like 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 they, that reminded me of um I, I know James Harrison did that to somebody a few years ago hmm. in in a game where he just like he was just standing over a guy and the guy's trying to get up hmm. and he just was pushing him back to the oh, floor yeah, like a couple of times. Yeah. 
So yeah, Mario Chalmers, bro. So man, you Mario Chalmers, you gotta be clear that you you was the reason why that. Come on, bro. He he had some bad moments. Yeah, you gotta eat that, bro. Bad you, bad you, moments. You bad, yeah. You wanna, <laughs> man? Sorry, man. Yeah, you got called out, bro. Uh, just want to say what's up to Kevin Gray from Clutch Talk Sports is what's in the building. Up, what's going on? What's going on? So, um, so you guys know uh, Snoop from The Wire. Um, I, I, I hate uh, the who don't know Snoop from The Wire. So I, I hate I, real name. I hate I hate the caller uh, Felicia. Felicia Pearson is okay. her government, but they call her Snoop yeah, yeah, yeah. in Baltimore, or whatever. So. Um, so I'm, I'm snooping around, uh, you know, no pun intended on Instagram and I follow you in athletics, their page and everything. And they got some, you know, fly kicks, yeah. you know, they got the big puns that they just put back uh, out there a few, you know, a few weeks ago, they got these new you in rogues, these powder blue joints. I'm about to show you these joints real yeah, quick. I was, say, I was about to go to their website. Yeah. I just had that. I, I just had their, um, their page up here. Here we go. So I want I want to show you these joints right here because like these these road joints right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I seriously want to cop these joints. Yeah, I like those. And then they got the um like I was telling you they got the, the big pun joints. Those are the puns right there. Okay. And okay. so, Ewing Athletics is giving Snoop from the Wire her own sneaker. Mm-hmm. And did did you see the sneaker yet? No, I, I was trying to hurry up and find it before. Okay, so that's the sneaker. Now let me tell you, I'm not a fan of it. I mean, I ain't it's, mad at them, but they it, ain't like it's not the yeah. To me, it's not like oh my god, yeah. yo, like yo, these are some fire crispies yeah. off the bundle, son. Yeah. Like I ain't. Oh god, you just showed your age. <laughs> like I ain't crispies fresh crispies off the bundle, my nigga. But <laughs> when I looked at them, I'm like, okay, I see you got the Maryland, you know, state yeah, yeah, flag. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know when they're like, they're the, not they're not ugly. They're just not like oh shit. They're not wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just not wowing me. Yeah, you know what I mean. But shouts out to Snoop yeah. for you know you and Athletics gracing her with her own sneaker. Well, man. I gotta shout out you and Athletics, man, because uh, he um, you and Athletics gave a, a DC legend, and who's act he's actually on his second release with you and Athletics, Big G. Mm-hmm. Anybody from DC know who Big G is? He was actually also on the wire. Okay. Um, you know, oh, with um, uh, Rare Essence. Yeah, and Wayne Glover. Slim. Yeah. Is it is is that who you're referring to? No, Big G is his name. Uh, and Wayne Glover, but he was in the wire. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I never watched the wire, so I don't know what what he who he played. Oh. I tell you in a second. I thought it okay. It, but no, it's Big G is his name. Um Backyard. Okay. Cuz it was Backyard. Yeah. Not not Rare. I, I yeah. said the I said the wrong go go yeah, band backyard. name. Yeah. Rare uh back uh, Backyard. Yeah, Backyard. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah his so, his name in the wire was Slim. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I, I never watched the wire, that, so I don't know. Yeah, that that, that was his name. name. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I'm I'm aware. He I'm had, aware of him. He had his he came out with his first Ewan shoe, I want to say it was two years ago. Okay. And he just he just came out with a new one like last month recently as well. Right. Um. So Ewan has uh Ewan has been giving people opportunities to um yes sir come out with shoes and they got and I'm sitting here looking at the um the website mm-hmm. they got a lot of fucking they got a lot different of colors yes. of um 
you know what I'm saying? They got a lot of flavors yeah, of, their, yeah. of their joints. They got a lot of, I yeah, mean, if like, you check the Instagram page. I'm on their, I'm on their website, and mm-hmm. I know, like, I know for a fact they got way more colors than that's, that's just on their latest release page. So, mm-hmm. um, shout out to them for... Yeah, they um, came out with, they came out with three, or no, they came out with four plus Snoop Sneaker last week. They yeah. came out with the joint, the blue uh, roll joints I just showed yeah. you. Um, they came out with the white and gray joints, and then these joints right here. These are another like light blue, mm-hmm. light blue ones yeah, right there. I saw those so, on the website, yeah. yeah, so yeah, you, you and athletics is doing some big things. Yeah, man. well, shout out to them because they, they, I think they recognize they are they are small. You know, they are up and coming shoe company, mm-hmm. and they got like um, they they given. Like they know, they know if Big G got a tennis shoe, mm-hmm. or at least somebody told them that if Big G got a tennis shoe, right. they were going to sell tennis shoes in the DC area. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when the first ones came out, they were sold out. You couldn't find them joints in DC. Right. Um. Right. So yeah, shouts out to y'all for uh, you know, like building their platform, local yeah, and you know, in markets like they doing yep. it market by market, and yep. then because you would imagine, I don't know how big Snoop is in Baltimore. Cause I don't really do Baltimore. She, she's pretty big. I say she's yeah. pretty big, but she spends most imagine, of her time up in New York City. Yeah, though, too. I would imagine that they would um, that that's going to draw if they picked her out of all the people in Baltimore they could have possibly picked. Right, right. And she's also on Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. Too, so. Oh, she's still on Love and Hip Hop. I think she's still on there, uh, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, she was because uh, she was uh, Sophie Green, who was, used to be on Love and Hip Hop. She's from DC too. She rap. Okay. Whatever, whatever. Bad, bad in the motherfucker. But mm-hmm. um, you know, they they had a lot of scenes together when I was still watching Love and Hip Hop. So right. I didn't know she right. was still there. Oh yeah, I, I think she's still there. Yeah. But but she Maestro, I, I think the moment you said you never watched The Wire, oh, I, I, know. I I knew you were in trouble. Yeah, I know. Uh, Chief Rocker says Maestro, you never watched The Wire. Never watched it, DJ Knox, did Maestro say he never watched yeah. The Wire? <laughs> yeah, never watched it. Uh, so this is a good segue right here. Uh, shout out to Clutch Talk Sports. I don't know if y'all talked about this, so I'll apologize, but did you see that the NFL is considering penalizing teams 15 yards for kneeling during the national anthem? Yeah. And, I, and I saw you put this in a note, and I didn't get a chance to really read the, the backstory well, behind this. Well, there's no, I mean... <laughs> Let's be clear. There's no real background that I need to read for me, and I and I didn't read it. Mm-hmm. Um, they are um, considering it, and that's enough. That's enough for um, conversation in my mind. Um, well, I I get it that it speaks for itself. In my I, mind, it speaks for itself. I, I get it that it speaks for itself, but the one thing I question is players kneeling. This is pregame, right? This is this. Yeah. I mean, we've known this kneeling to be a pregame ritual. This is not a during the game ritual. Yeah. So, yeah. so, how are you so, so you at kickoff? So. Yeah, that's what's been. And, um, uh, NFL, be ready for handing out those penalties in almost every game because I don't you know think what because I don't think that's going to win or lose a game. You know for what? Anybody, Let's be clear. Quite frankly, I don't know what. And them coach, you you know the rule. The game of football is won by inches, not yards. Sure. And um, I could see for a couple of reasons. One because that's one because of that rule. Mm-hmm. Two because um, they. Let's be clear. We're dealing with racist owners, who are the. 
bosses of coaches mm-hmm. who want, who say, nah, I don't want to, if an owner come down or a, a, a president or a, a, a operations guy come down and say, hey, coach, yep. I don't want to keep taking this penalty, then the coach has to say, I'm not going to take this, we're not going to keep taking this penalty. Right. And if players decide, hey, I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna get y'all the penalty anyway. Right. Then there's gonna be repercussions, and because we know we deal with racist owners, mm-hmm. um, punishments may be handed out to players more severe than the team penalty of 15 yards. We talking about how racist are these motherfuckers? Could could a could a well, pivotal player be sat down because of his stance and because he's costing the team 15 yards a game? Well, I think you make a point there, and I and I just thought about this also. Maybe for each player that does that, okay, we're going to charge you the 15 yards on a kickoff, and for that guy that's doing it, we're going to charge the 15 yards on the next possession. But I'm talking about, but I'm, I'm talking about personally, I'm talking about on the, on the, a player who's consistently causing a, who's consistently purposefully mm-hmm. causing team yards on a, on a, a, a moral, a moral high ground. Right. Could be looked at as conduct detrimental to the team. Well, it could be looked at that way. If if it con- particularly if it continues, yeah, yeah. Because and let's let's be clear. You think about people like Eric Reed. You think about people like Marshawn Lynch. You think about people like Michael Bennett. Yep. You think about those types of people mm-hmm. who obviously are on this Michael. Those these are players who obviously have a high ground of how they feel about police brutality. Right. And if they decide. I'm a nil because I want a nil. Right. They costing them 15 yards, mm-hmm. and now you got players, you got fans, you got if they if if no, but that can't really happen. But I was, I was but if they cost um now if they, they continue to cost people yards, right? Then now you're causing an issue where a player could be disciplined, like Kaepernick was, could mm-hmm. be disciplined. For their moral beliefs, for and they could be punished. Their livelihood could be could be affected because of that. That's ridiculous. Now, That's ridiculous. Now they can also make up rules as they go along. Like let's say week one, every play, you know, you got every team that's you know taking a knee during pregame. Okay. We're going we're gonna to tack on these 15 yards at the kickoff, and then for this team, whenever it's their next possession, we're going to you know tack on 15 yards. If this rule gets passed, and let's be clear, it's just a, an idea right now. That nobody, this rule is not going into effect right now. Right. Um, it's just an idea. Um, I don't know. I, well, if, I don't it, know, if it man. becomes a rule, the players are not going to give a damn. They're going to do it anyway. And the more times the, play, and the, more times the players are going to do it, the NFL is going to continue to try and legislate some kind of thing. Well, oh, They're okay. Trying to write what they perceive as what they perceive as a wrong, mm-hmm. because it, let's be clear, every other every other sport, right? You got to stand up. Yeah, NBA. You, you got you got to you, you stand, stand, stand up. So now they're correcting they're corrected. If I'm not mistaken, um, baseball and hockey as well. You got to stand up. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. That um, I don't I don't know about yeah. uh, so baseball and hockey. They got to correct. They're trying to correct the, uh, what they a perceived wrong, mm-hmm. and um, this is their their perceived gateway rule into correcting people uh, going against 
the perceived shield. If if all the owners took notes from the Detroit Lions owner, I, I, I think this would just not be... Well, it would still be a conversation, but I think it wouldn't get to this extent to where you got to penalize a team 15 yards because, you know, they don't want to stand for the anthem. This kneeler, this kneeler for the flag must really be white people's kryptonite or oppressive people kryptonite. It's yeah. really, it's got, like, it's, it's got to, they got to, they have to really, this really got to affect people in well, some kind of way. Well, it's like I, it's like I, it's like I said a few weeks ago, you're, you're the owners, you own the team, you're responsible for checks and balances, cash flow, um, you're responsible for the product on the field, you're responsible for the product of jersey sales, um, tickets, you know, food stands. All, 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 all these things, and your consumer, which is the fans, reacts to somebody taking a knee because they're expressing their and 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 I don't even think you know there's there's nothing to me that's political about a black man being shot by the cops. There's nothing political about yeah. that, but the fans look at that as oh he's making a political statement. How dare he do that on my TV? How dare he do that, you know, during the anthem? He's disrespecting the flag, blah, 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 blah. And the owners see that, and the fan no longer wants to deal with said team. And now that's revenue taken from the owner's pockets. And, and if it only takes one, it'll take a lot more to do that. Thus, the owners got to look at the situation and say, I, 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 I got to do something. I'm going to tell you something good, bro. I think that this rule is going to get passed at some point. And if this rule gets passed, mm-hmm. I'm, it's, it's moving, but it, but it's it can't moving be... closer to me having to not watch the, having to not have to, having to not watch the NFL. It's really, it's really, it's, if this rule passed, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to pass, mm-hmm. um, I think we gotta. I, I kind of think we gotta start reexamining how we feel about the NFL and how we sure. support the NFL because, um, look, now players can express themselves. Players can express themselves in extreme circumstances. Mm-hmm. Now, the question that just popped this in my head. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut well, you off. Right. This ain't a, a touchdown celebration. This ain't no. You know what I'm saying? Right. This ain't. This is something that really affects. Everybody that's in that stadium, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Police brutality. This really affects everybody, whether you the person, whether you the race that's getting shot, right. or whether you the race got, that got to hear us talking about how our race is getting shot consistently. Yep. Like, this affects everybody in the human race. And to not be able to express yourself with something as simple as not standing for the national anthem to the point where you got to force uh, force the hand of coaches right. by passing law is this like this is crazy like this is crazy why don't they why doesn't the NFL just model what the NBA is doing and and, and what I mean by that I, is why is the NFL a bigger brand than the NBA it's for these reasons here the reasons being the reason because racist white people mm-hmm. support the NFL 
for these types of stances. Whereas we we like the NBA. I, I don't want to say I like. I'm still I still like the NFL more than I like the NBA. Let's be clear. Sure, but. The brand is changing. The, the 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 dynamic. It seems like a shift is happening because mm-hmm. of the way um, that Stern. What's the dude name? Um, Adam Silver. Silver mm-hmm. is sticking up for players, like with the whole. Um, yeah, like with Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling thing that they could have just swept under the rug. Yeah, they could have done that. Yep. And you know what I'm saying? Yep. And um, I'll bring up another example. Um, allowing the Miami Heat when LeBron was on there to. You know, pay tribute to Trayvon yeah, Martin yeah. with the photo with the guys wearing the hoodies was, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so them allowing that means that they got to make um, white oppressive white people who are probably better patrons than us mm-hmm. make them uncomfortable. And when they're made uncomfortable, mm-hmm. then they're not patronizing as much. Mm-hmm. But the reason I asked that question, why can't they just emulate what the NBA is doing? Because... Well, I mean, we we just went through some examples of the Miami Heat doing what they did, ripping Trayvon Martin, um, Adam Silver dealing with the Donald Sterling situation, um, the NBA having already legislated that you should that you're supposed to stand for the national yeah. anthem. Um, what I'm I, I'm just trying to understand something because yes, there's there's white ownership in the NBA. I, and I and I get it, you know. Michael Jordan is the only black that owns a franchise. There's a lot more African American coaches. Um, they the the NBA seems to cater more towards you know causes that affect the African American community. More African Americans and more African American players. You mean? Yeah. More African Americans than than, than, the, than the NFL. Yeah. By percentage? Percentage? I want to know what the percentages are. By percentage? Because they're, they're both high. Well, let's be... Yeah, they're obviously both high. Yeah. The last... But let's be clear. The all the offensive line is white in the NFL. This is a fact. For the most part... Which, which makes up what? Um, Makes up about, what, half. 20% of... Almost you're, you're starting no, offense five, and defense? Five out of 11 is almost... Half. Well, I, I was counting okay. offense and defense. Okay. Yeah. Um, Kickers. Okay. You met. You got one black kicker, maybe. Kick. Yeah. One uh, black king. Maybe? Yeah. King. Um. So all them white kickers, punters, long snappers. All those. All those. Offensive all those bum ass. All those bum ass receivers that don't really get a whole bunch of play okay. outside of like Jordy Nelson and uh, Adam Thedum. Adam. Like. Yep. All I had to say. All I had to say is that. Name me a name me a white star in the NBA. Name me one. A white star. A white star in the NBA. Name me one. Mm, well, I mean, the first thing that pops up is Gordon Hayward, but he's not. We but he's just not talking, playing. That's only because we were just talking about him. Well, okay, but he's. He, you said name one yeah, white star. Right. He's he's the okay. guy. Let me do. Let me do you something better. He's the name guy. Name me five. Okay. Stars, yeah, you, okay, you yeah. got it. So, so it comes down to star power. No, whereas, it down, no, it simply comes down to. But no, I mean, I mean, it comes down to it in the sense that, in in comparison to the stars in the NBA, predominantly African American superstars in the NBA versus, um, mostly white Caucasian African. I mean, Caucasian and let's be clear, quarterbacks. The most who, important, the yeah. who the NFL is trying to push the quarterback position as being the important 
position. Well, it is. That's not. That's not. Sure. It is. Sure. That's sure. That, yeah. But how many of those? There's not a lot of African American starting black quarterbacks. My point either. is, is that percentage wise, there are more black players in the NBA than there is in the NFL. Well, and, uh, and how, how by how much? I would say. I was if if I'm guessing the last the last time I heard this stat, eighty eight percent of the NBA was black. Mm-hmm. I would go to say that maybe seventy five percent of the NFL is black. Okay, so you're so talking like a five percent like difference. No, I'm talking about like a thirteen percent difference. We, we, you said eighty eight. Last time I checked, when the whole Donald Sterling shit was eighty eight. Eighty eight. Oh, I thought you said eighty. My bad. No, eighty eight percent was black last okay. last time that happened. Okay, and then. I would guess, my guess, mm-hmm. is that about 75% of the NFL is black. Because I would say if the difference in percentage is not that far off. 13% is big. Then. I mean, hell, 5% is big. Well, well, because there's a lot of players in both leagues. But, well, I, but I, would, I, would venture to, I would venture to go along with your point that the stars in the NBA are black. The stars in the NFL. Are mixed. Are mixed. Yeah. I, I, w- I would go with that theory more so than, you know, the, the you know, population of blacks in both sports. I mean, bro, I mean, I think I think my question is the proof in the pudding. You could name five white stars in the NFL off the top of your dome wouldn't be a wouldn't be a. Agree. A, Agree. Wouldn't even be a. You could name 10 white. J.J. Watt is one. He's yeah. not even a quarterback. You could. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could name. <laughs> Off, I mean, without even having to think twice about it, you could name 10 white stars in the NFL. Sure. In the NBA, you'd struggle with five. Mm, oh, yeah. You'd str- you struggle with five. You'd struggle with two. Really? Really. <laughs> you, you'd struggle with really? two, man. Yeah. I I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just think if they uh, – I guess my issue with this potential rule is you, you're, trying to, you're trying to use it to penalize – a team during the game. You're pushing your agenda on a sport, and if the sport is supposed to be business, you're pushing your agenda on business. Sure, and that's sure. Personal. But but legis- legislate it as a rule. Why don't they just legislate it as a rule the same way the NBA legislates it as a rule? Because well, what if? Because my here's my example. Mm-hmm. What if? What if to, in tonight's game? What if? Let's say Clay Thompson decides, you know what, I'm not going to stand for the anthem. I'm just, I'm going to take a knee at the court, whatever. Yeah. What's the, what's the penalty for Clay Thompson? Is it, is it a foul? Is it, is it a foul? It's a different, is, yeah, it a, is it a technical? Is it, a, is it, a, is it, it a technical be, foul? It would be a technical foul if I'm guessing. It would be. It would have. Well, no. If I'm uh, guessing no, immediately no. right now, if I'm guessing immediately right now, it's a it'd fine. be a fine. It's a fine. But if you're talking about in the premise of what the NFL is trying to do. A technical file would make sense, but I don't. But that's the thing. I, I, I something think, that affects the team immediately. I, that well, affects the team immediately. They get shots. Well, I don't. I, I think in the NBA, it, I think it just affects. Well, I guess it could affect the team if they decide. You know what? If you kneel, then you're just going to sit the entire game. I don't think that's the penalty. Uh, in my opinion, I think the penalty is just a fine. For the player, yeah. Why can't the NFL just implement the same thing with the same penalty? Because if you don't, and again, as this goes back, if you do it that way, then the players is like, "Fuck it, I paid a fine," and then you don't have no pressure from coaches, owners. And but what's wrong with that? Because because the NFL because pushed, the NFL is getting what the NFL is getting them. what they want in terms of money. This is why they got this whole thing with the safety stuff, with the concussion stuff. 
they changing the rules and stuff so that guys know that they can't control themselves when they lay the only, hits. Because that's not the only thing they're trying to get to. They're trying to... Sure, but... Yeah. But you got... But see, you can't just push that off. You gotta... You gotta no, I'm not pushing yeah, it off. I'm just saying that that... that you're in asking a, them... You're, what, that in addition trying, fits but, their... That in addition fits... But you're still pissing off patrons. Okay. If a player kneels, you got a better chance if you could, because you could still, in this rule, mm-hmm. you could still find him if you wanted to, because all you can say is this contract uh, conduct detrimental to the game or to the team. You can still find the player whether you give him 15 yards or not. You can still do that. Yeah, I, I think, th- like I said. If I like they, what if Clutch they, Talk said. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. What did he say? He says, what happens if both teams have a player that kneels? In a, in a game, and I and I said that they'll probably give each team the fifteen yard penalty. But my argument is, is if you're going to legislate this rule, why penalize? Why why give a penalty to a player for something during the field for something that is a a pregame exercise to punish them during the game of play? Why not do what the NBA does, and if and and I'm again I'm just guessing what the penalty is for the NBA. If it's a fine, then just leave it as a fine. Well, they're doing that because they're trying to shut down kneeling altogether. That's why they're doing it. Because if you're getting pressure from your pockets and pressure from your team, mm-hmm. then a player is less like is more likely to stop. Well, they. Well, that's like why. I, that's that's they, why they they're gonna they're gonna have to figure out what the NBA secret is. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't have to figure it out. They they don't, but no, if they but, this, but, but, then, but they're not way. gonna but they're not gonna stop it. You sure? Because <laughs> they, everybody ain't about it like you think they about it. They when it starts hitting their pockets and their livelihood, when it starts immediately hitting their pockets, and then it gets to a point where a coach says you're hurting our team at this point because you're doing it every year, every play, every game. I mean, now are you is is what well, you're contrib- if, is what you're contributing to the field. Worth the distraction you're causing us right now. Well, if the penalties start to get to the point where now they talk about suspensions, then I, I give that. But, why, I give that but to why wouldn't it get to that point? If why wouldn't it get to that point though? No, I'm saying if it does, if it does get no, to right. that point. And I, but my my question again to that though is mm-hmm. why wouldn't it get to that point for somebody like an Eric Reed or a Michael Bennett? Oh, I don't see why it wouldn't get to the point. So my point is, is that the reason why they continue to make. The reason why they're trying to hit the players from both of those angles mm-hmm. is is now now you know uh, let's say Eric Reed I, I don't think he's still playing for Fort ers but whatever Eric if, Reed has no job right now but if uh, but if okay let's use Michael Bennett so uh-huh. if Nick Foles goes to Michael Bennett and be like hey man look I know you got your calls or whatever but you called him this fifteen yards I'm, I'm sorry uh, Carson Wentz you called him this fifteen yards right you like come on bro I, I feel you but you costing us 15 yards. Yeah, now now Michael Bennett is in a situation on that whole team brotherhood shit. Right. Now they're in that situation where is do I sit down now? Because I don't want to hurt the team, but at the same time, this cause is a worthy cause for me and my people and my real bloodline family. So what's the end game to all this then? The because end that, game... Because we talked about this. We the, talked about... Okay, you kneel, you get the attention of everybody watching, you get the attention of the fans at the stadium, owners, coaches, other players. Okay, bam, you made your point. You, Who you made got their your, point? Huh? Who made their point? I'm I'm just speaking okay. in general. You you know, you're you're the you're the player. You kneel. You talk to media, hey, this is why I knelt for such and such cause. Okay, bam. What's what's the end game now? You brought attention to your cause. What what's what's the end game now? 
but have your boy attention. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, 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 and and I guess that's up to the player to determine. Okay, whether they prove their point, or whether not. they felt like their point is proved or not. I mean, does this happen? Does this happen just every time a uh, you know a, a black person gets shot by the police? Good, good question. You know what I'm saying? Oh, does but my thing is. Um, and, and obviously this is per per player and per cause. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Carter Kaepernick's thing was to bring awareness to police police brutality, brutality. against black people. Against black people. That was his thing. Yep. It's still happening. Yep. So if he get a job, so if you get it, like it just happened like last week or some shit like that. Yep. So, it's, so if he gets a job, does he stop? Does he stop? I mean, it came out last. It came out about a few weeks ago yep. when he was working out for the Seahawks. That when they asked him that question, mm-hmm. he was like, "Nah, I'm still kneel." He's still gonna kneel. Yeah, if if it, if it, it's if, probably why he's if not there, going if to play for the Seahawks. If there's no change within the people of higher of hierarchy, then yeah, I can see players like him and other players continuing to kneel. So now, so now Russell Wilson, that you know, as as constructed right now, don't have a running game, man. He can't really. Stay super healthy. He ain't got a defense <laughs> now. Now, now he got a now he got to start fit. You know, possibly fifteen yards. You know, further from where he had to start at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's my whole my, my whole question. I guess that that has to be this. This thing is not gonna it's not gonna stop. It's gonna continue to be a conversation even after they somehow find a way to make this a particular rule. And the penalties, the punishment, and all that—it's—it's going to continue to be an ongoing conversation. It's going to continue to go in circles. There's, there's not going to be to me. Seems like an end game to this. I, I, I just don't. Uh, again, the NBA somehow was working through this thing, and the NFL. You know, I get it. It's a different beast, but the NFL are controlled by racist owners who have racist patrons. Stubborn. Who have racist patrons? Yep. Who patronize their product mm-hmm. and and patronize their product at a higher percentage than what everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And when they're not appeased, these rules come out. Yep. And and Coach yep. Talk said it. Um, they are trying to make it a deterrent for players to kneel by affecting the outcomes of games to effectively give players no choice. Is what I was saying, mm-hmm. and force a player to follow their conscience or put the team ahead of themselves. And if the player chooses to kneel, he is made to look like a bad teammate, which affects his reputation, which affects his money in the long run. It's mm-hmm. all about control and how it's exercised to ensue players um, capitulate to the demands of the shield. I mean, that's really, yeah, that's really. So, and and this is probably a bad comparison, but when the NBA, I don't know when the NBA implemented their rule as far as the kneeling and stuff. Well, and no, and, and, I, and I get thing. times and I get times where you know there wasn't this topic of conversation go, taking place when they did that. But I'm just uh, again, I, I mean, it's something that I'm just gonna have to you know, you know, read up more on. But. NBA got no problem. <laughs> the NFL, and again, I I get that they're different beasts. I get that they have a different agenda, and I get that you and and look, I I talk about it all the time. You you have racist fans that you know you know it's just it, it, it's just like any it's just like any business, right? I I can own a restaurant, and 
I could create this bomb sandwich. I, you know, I got the ingredients and all this stuff, and I'm, I'm gonna make this sandwich for my customers, and it's gonna be the bomb. It's gonna sell. It's gonna do all this stuff. I get my reviews after I sell a few, and I get bad reviews on the sandwich. You know, this is nasty. You shouldn't, you know, sell yeah. it no more. You shouldn't do this. So if I'm getting more bad reviews than good reviews, am I gonna keep making the same? sandwich with the same ingredients or i'm just gonna say you know what this just ain't gonna work i i gotta try something else i gotta make something happen it's 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 the same thing with what these nfl owners are doing they're 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 looking they're looking at their product they're looking they're paying attention to their consumers they're racist consumers let's let's you know put the adjective where it needs to be racist consumers and who make up a majority of their product? Product, uh, yeah, of their of the fan base. And let's be clear, they're reading the tweets. We not boycotting the NFL. Mm-hmm. We still gonna pay. It's only a, a select, a small percentage of people right. who are who stop patronizing the NFL because yep. of what was what was going on. Yeah. So they would rather piss off that small percentage of patch, pay, uh, patronizing mm-hmm. uh, of customers yep. than to upset this big. Percentage yep. of customers. I'll give you a great example of that. The Ravens had sellouts this past season. Mm-hmm. Every game going down the stretch of the season, there were empty seats in the stadium because of what the Ravens did in London. Obviously, it pissed off yeah. the white racist you know, fans. It, I think it, it pissed it, off it, black it, people too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It, it, yeah. Okay, okay but, but yeah, I get you. The it, point it, is it that pissed, people stopped. It, it pissed off. It stopped people from going to the games. Yeah. It pissed off a majority of yeah. the fan base. Yeah, and and when the majority of the fan base is pissed off, that's when you start to see teams take action. Look what the Ravens did. They sent out. You know, a press release. Hey, you know, we're trying to make the experience more good for you guys. Look what they're doing to the stadium. They're putting up four new, you know, big screens in the stadium. You know, they're doing all they're doing all this stuff just so that they could get the fans back. But when we kneel, when you know African Americans have a stance and we're pissed off and we want to boycott, oh, it ain't enough of y'all. It ain't enough of y'all to you know make us do anything. We just, we just gonna keep doing what we do. Oh, all I can say, and, and it's it's what I said at the beginning of this segment, mm-hmm. is um, if they pass this rule, we really gotta take. And, I, and I'm speaking to me and you. I think we really need to start. We need to take a serious, um, a serious look mm-hmm. at how we cover the NFL, and um, or or do we? And because mm-hmm. look, yeah, it's the it's the it's shit. the way it's the way they're doing shit. it. It's the su- no, it's the fact that they're doing it retroactively and that proactively. If they would have did this when nothing was going on, said you had to stand for the uh, fine, because that's mm-hmm. what the NBA did. The NBA said we wanted this because we want y'all to we. That's what we want. We want y'all to. Oh, was that why? No, no, no. Oh. I don't know why. Oh. I know that before all of this was happening. Mm-hmm. All players stood up because that was a rule long before people decided to mm-hmm. say. And I, and I was saying earlier <coughs> that the NBA at the time, I mean, this wasn't a conversation that was. The rule was the rule. It had nothing to do with social injustice. Right, yeah, that's my point. Right. So they did it proactively. Mm-hmm. If that's what your rule is, cool. Right. Now that you pissing off people that are uh, 
uncomfortable right. with us having a problem with police brutality on the you know and right. showing it on the field. Right. Now you're retroactively making up rules to stop us from expressing ourselves. Right. If that was your rule. And it's only because we're expressing ourselves. It's right. not. Be- it's not because oh, we just want you to you know praise the flag because you ain't give a fuck about none of that before. We're, we're expressing ourselves combined with the fact that it's affecting the money that you're you know bringing in. Yeah. It's affecting people that watch your sport. That you know, and and you know, this is this is the other thing that I've I've never understood. But you know what? All things aren't made to be rational. I understand the owners. You know having a problem with the kneeling. I don't understand the I, fan. I don't understand the fan at home who's I, watching the game. I think that I, think, I, don't, I don't understand. I think me and you feel the exact opposite. I totally understand. I totally don't understand why. Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Owners and everybody could really just not say nothing and it would eventually not become a story anymore. Yeah, but, but it's not just the owners. Again, I, I said this a few weeks ago. The like, if 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 Kaepernick kneeled, and there was no outrage over it, nobody you know threatened to boycott, nobody you know wanted to set trash cans on fire and all this stuff. If if there was no backlash from the kneeling, the owners would just stand back and just you know yeah. be, be, be quiet about it because the money's coming in. We 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 good. The revenue was straight. If the owners didn't respond to all that trash can firing and all that and all that other shit, mm-hmm. it all would have just blew over. Right. That's what I'm saying. So the owners re- the owners reacted. They reacted because the fans reacted. But they didn't have to react. Do you know the society we live in where we 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 outraged about something and two days later we don't even give a fuck no more? Sure. You know what sure. I'm saying? So if you would have just sure. So if you would have just Everybody, all the oppressive people are outraged about whatever, whatever, right. whatever, mm-hmm. and you just didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. The pro- it would have fans would have eventually just got over it. Well, the fans would have eventually just got. I'm talking about the racist fans. Would have okay. eventually just got over it mm-hmm. and would have played ball because the media wouldn't have covered it every single week. Right? They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have. Only the only thing that's given us credence is when we speak out. Is when. The only thing that gave Colin Kaepernick credence is when he spoke about it in the Pulse game. Right. Marshall Lynch hasn't stood up at all through his entire career. Right. Nobody paid it no mind. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I I would reckon to say, and I'm not going to say I'm sure, mm-hmm. I would reckon to think that he's been asked, why don't you stand up for the national anthem? Mm-hmm. And the and the reason he why being Kaepernick or no him Marsh, being Marshawn Lynch, Lynch. Mm-hmm. and the reason why Marshawn Lynch didn't become a story is because he didn't give them a good a good enough answer for it to be a story. Yeah, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Pretty much, right? Pretty much, right. so yeah, no, yeah. Listen, so all you had to do as owners is just let the shit blow over. Players would have been happy. Fans would have got over it. Mm-hmm. NFL would have still been thriving. And but the reason why they didn't let it boil over mm-hmm. is because they racist. I don't disagree with that. And that's why this rule is in effect. Mm-hmm. And that's why this rule what, is in so effect. So what, what do you say to the owner that says, look, I mean, and look, we, we, we've got visual proof Even that... Even they're racist or they're not bad or they're not good listeners. One of the two. Sure, sure. But 
I, I, I told you guys a story about, you know, a lady at my job that, you know, threw her season tickets away, you know, pretty much said the NFL, the Ravens, they're, you know, dead to me because of what they did and all this stuff. If, if that person can do that, I can imagine how many other people, you know, feel the same way and are executing it, you know, the way she was executing but it. Was, but here's what's deep, though. How many black season ticket holders who paid their money for season tickets mm-hmm. would really do that because of, because of what's going on? You said how many? How many do you think would do that? Not a whole lot of. Them. Well, not a, not a whole lot, but even if it was the majority of us, it still it's, wouldn't it's be not a big enough, enough percentage to, to push exactly. the. It's not enough to push exactly. the needle, right? You, you, you know, you know what I'm saying. So here's the thing. And and, and, and and I'm I'll just keep saying it and we can kinda of put a close on the conversation. Mm-hmm. We gotta take a hard look as as black people, as the oppressed people, mm-hmm. the people with the disadvantaged. We gotta take a hard look at are we really gonna keep on patronizing this product? Mm-hmm. I'm serious. I, like we if they pass this rule, mm-hmm. we really do gotta take a hard look at are we gonna continue to patronize this product? Because right. um because we see the silver lining. And right. So Clutch Talk, Clutch Talk pointed it out within us talking about this for five minutes. He's yep. everybody is very clear on what the silver lining is. Mm-hmm. And if we are not a part of the solution, then we are part of the problem. So what so if they don't let's just say they don't legislate this rule. What what do the owners do? Do they just let it ride out like you suggested? That would be the do, smart thing to do. Do they just let it ride out it and, if it, and if it pisses people off, if it continues to do that, then it will continue to piss people off. They would be better off let, fire, they would be better off firing players let, or, or or sitting them down or They'd be better off just doing that. That way they could make up some bullshit excuse of, oh, he just didn't match our team dynamic. Or they could make up some bullshit excuse that way. Even though we know it's yeah, BS. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> but the thing is, is that even though we know it's BS, right. we don't really know if it's BS. We know what we feel. Right. But, right. We got, but I saw you could just say he don't feel our team dynamic no more, and we kind of just got to eat it. <laughs> we got to eat it. It's mm. interesting. Because we don't know what the, what, what the truth is. Right. <clears throat> At the end of the day, if they've made these rules, we see the silver... I, I feel we see the silver lining. Mm-hmm. We see what they're trying to do. And at that point, we got to stop being suckers. Mm-hmm. Us as the oppressed people, we got to stop being bitch-ass niggas and go ahead and, 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 start, and start standing for something. Right. That's just the facts. Yeah. We get, If they pass this rule, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm talking about me and you specifically, we got we to gotta have a real conversation mm-hmm. about... Um, what's more important, covering the NFL, watching the NFL, or our people? Nah, good point, man. I mean, the NFL. And will, I would implore the NFL it, will live on without us, quite frankly. Why? Well, if, if every African American, that don't mean we gotta we gotta eat their shit because. No, it don't. Yeah. It don't. But I'm just making a point yeah. that NFL. I mean, if every African American stopped watching football, stopped buying PSLs. Tickets, hey, you man. know, food, you jerseys, know civil, and all that stuff. You know how the civil rights movement really got going? Yeah. Is that a few, just a few white people mm-hmm. start saying, you know what, this some bullshit. Mm-hmm. This some bullshit. Dave Chappelle said that shit, to, said that shit 
the best um he you know he he discussed he's um on one of his stand ups he talked yep. about um uh he explained uh, he talked about Emmett Till and he uh said that Emmett Till was like kind of like the direct uh fuel starter to the civil rights movement right and where even white people had to look at the picture of Emmett Till in the newspaper and be like that's crazy. Yeah. We got to do better we, than this. We have to do, We yeah. got to do better than that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and, and if it takes this for people to say, damn, we got to do better than that. It, it, it might take a few, like, who, I mean, who's, who, who was the guy on the Eagles? Emmett Till happened. When did Emmett Till happen? In the 50s, I want to say? Something like that. Something and, like that. and civil rights went on for 60s, 70s, you know, and we finally got to a point now where we a little bit appeased. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who's the guy on the Eagles um, that was standing with Malcolm Jenkins? Was it Jake Long? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna take a few Jake Longs, man. But it's gonna take uh, it's gonna take more Michael Bennett's to get Jake Long to stand beside him. Though. Yep, that's, that's true. And yeah, that's, and that's, that's that's true. That's what it is. That's true. I mean, enough said, man. I mean. I I just think that if they're gonna do this, just just model what the NBA does. Why 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 you gotta go through this this crap Again. with Again. with this stuff? The you know? NBA or right. just sit back and don't do nothing, and and just you know just shut up. Let it play just out. Don't do nothing. Let it play out. If your pocket if your pocketbook is thin in the way you projected it would thin, then. They don't even got the common sense to realize that the way they acting is letting us know that we make it a, that we make it a difference. Right. They only got the common sense to, re- to recognize that the way y'all acting to us kneeling during the national anthem mm-hmm. lets us know that we are making positive strides towards change. Yep. Yep. And let them deal with it. They they got resources. If they losing money, they got resources. They could they could recover. I I, I guess I, you know. I, <laughs> yeah, man, I, we gotta have a rule. Yeah, I hope I hope they don't pass this rule. But I feel like with the climate that we're in, with Donald Trump as president, that they're gonna pass this rule. And and Donald Trump is a big part of this. I mean, people want to overlook this if they want to, but I I think Trump, you know, was was definitely one that turned this whole narrative into, you know, he's against, you know, Kaepernick is against patriotism. When it was all really about standing for African Americans who were being gunned down by the police, yeah. it, it was strictly about that. I, I never, I've never in my life heard the term, you know, disrespect the flag. Yeah. You know, I've seen people disrespect the flag on camera, on video. I've seen people burn the American flag. <coughs> now that's disrespecting the yeah. flag. Yeah. You know, but you know, kneeling at the anthem. Give me a break. The other stipulation to that, the other rule um, or uh, thing to that conversation is apparently, I don't know if they pass this or not, right. but another is is that the home team will decide whether um, they come out, whether teams come out for the national anthem or not. Because you remember, um, there was a time where teams didn't even come out for the national anthem. Yes, I do remember and, that. Um, I do remember now, that. There is a uh, they they might leave it up to home teams to decide whether teams come out or not. Right. So well, we'll do that then. I, I, I that might just be the solution right there. Because then I would just be like, if I was the home team, nah, don't come out. 
nobody comes out. I, I, that's I, what I would do. Yeah, that's I, what I, I would do if I was I, home I think that that's the solution. And and just one more thing about that before you know we move on here. What I've noticed about the NBA lately is that um you know I was I was a big fan of you know announcing the starting lineups. You know you know you know they announce the players and stuff. They don't do that anymore. Not even during the NBA Finals. They they don't do that anymore. Yeah. And what I would like to see the NFL do, and I and I think the NBA still partly does it. They they broadcast the national anthem. Well, it's their rule, whatever. But I would like to see the NFL just, you know what? Let's just not air the national anthem. Let's just not put it on TV. Let's just, you know, if the teams want to stay in the tunnel, let them, you know, let them stay in the tunnel. If it's for your racist white people fans if it's for if the anthem is for those fans <coughs> then let it be for those fans yeah. let the players and the coaches let them still let them be in the locker else. room yeah let them do something else you, you know what i mean yeah. but um let's you know move on here because you know I'm, I'm hungry and i'm hot up here um just want to shout out uh jj watt <laughs> you know speaking of the nfl um continues to do the right thing man yeah, yeah. Um, shouts out to the families, man, of In that Santa school Fair shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for real, man. And J.J. Uh, Watt's going to pay for those funerals, you know, for the people that uh, were gunned down. And I, I I did not open up this link earlier, but I saw something to where Steven Jackson, former NBA player, had a problem with J.J. Watt doing this. So yeah. I don't know exactly what yeah, that's about. I'm but, not. yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. either because I don't have the yeah. story on it, so. I'm not even going to, you know, go into that. Um, Clutch Talk Sports says so many layers to this because the military pays the NFL millions of dollars for sponsorships and patriotism and shows of nationalism affect the bottom line. So many layers to this issue. It will continue to rage on. Yeah, I agree with that. I tell you what. I agree with that. All the layers and all that. We got to have a conversation if they start penalizing players, penalizing teams for player actions off the field. Yep. Yep, and and when are players gonna just you know boycott the games themselves? And, and, when, I, are, and when are players? And see that's man. When when, when are players we, going to say you know what? I am win. not going to play in go this win. game. We're not gonna go win. We're not gonna go win. Um, Ruben Foster had a uh, re, he's a uh, linebacker. Or used to be a linebacker for the Forty Niners. Mm-hmm. Um. This chick named uh, Alyssa Ennis, her ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. who had him on some uh, altercations and shit like that, came out recently and said that she lied about everything. Not only did she lie about everything, but she stole money from the she stole money from this dude mm-hmm. and uh, said expressly that she wanted to end him. And that's why she made up all this shit she made up. Right. And I don't know where uh, Ruben Foster is at this stage of his career. Mm-hmm. I don't. I probably should look that up. But I don't know. But if he is not playing in the NFL because of her. Right. Um, man. I'll say this. You know what? 334 says Ruben is still with the Niners. Good. Okay. Good. Well, good. Um, here's the thing. Uh, I... You know what? I was I was fully prepared to call her all types of bitches and no good skeezers and, and hoes and, and I was fully prepared to do all that. And 
um, some of the um, some of that still lingers in my soul. Mm-hmm. But I'll say this: I'm reading the story, or I glanced into the story, and she came out and said that she did it because she was upset and embarrassed that she broke up, that he broke up with her, and all that. And she came back and she apologized. She apologized and. Um, apparently she like broke down in tears. I guess they was doing a hearing for domestic, yep. domestic shit, and um, and she paid back the eight thousand dollars that she alleged to steal. She paid him back that. Um, you know, me six months ago would have still called all types of uh, bad words, but you know what? Mm-hmm. She trying to right her wrongs, and that's how you start. When I, when I think of the situation, I think about this brother right here, Brian Banks, who actually served time for an accusation of rape mm-hmm. and then was released later on the strength that the girl came out and finally said all those charges and stuff that I pinned on him weren't true. Wow. So thank God there is no Brian Banks situation that's taking place. Well, I tell here. you what, though, she got, she got to pay some penance, though. She yeah. had to pay some penance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had to pay some penance. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, and, 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 you know, because she could have easily just stuck to her story, got out of it. Yeah, Ruben, Roster could, the... Ruben Foster could have been another Brian Banks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't need any more Brian Banks situations like yeah. this, man. We don't need no more, no nothing, no me too, none of that. Um, so. Mocha Bell says she wanted to destroy his career. Yeah, she did. She said it. Yep. As she said the eight thousand dollars is nothing compared to the money and the career she tried to ruin. Look, hey, uh, um, she need to pay for a penance, but I got it. But I, you know what? I'm gonna try to. She's trying to right her wrongs, and that, that that's what I'll say. She's trying to right her wrongs. Yeah. It, di- it didn't. It didn't get to a situation a bitter, where he she was got a, convicted. She was a bitter, a bitter bitch for what she did. Mm-hmm. She and that's what it was. She was bitter, and she felt like, oh, let me try to fuck him up because I'm bitter. Right. And and you know, and she, I don't know. I don't know how he was affected, or how financially, or how it affected them in the long run. Right. But uh, she's trying to right a wrong. So she should pay penance for it. But I, I, I admire the fact that she is trying to right her wrongs. Yeah, I I, 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 I I feel that. Um, again, I, I I'm glad that it didn't get to a situation where the guy got convicted, sentenced, and then the guy's locked up for a long time because of the situation. And and in this Me Too movement, man, this thing is starting to get real, real serious, man. Yeah, man. They're trying to get R. Kelly too, man. R. Kelly got to get got though. Well, yeah, That's I mean, he got sure, sure. The only thing, only sure, thing I won't but make this, I won't make this a long, a long discussion. Uh-huh. The only thing I disagree with, in the, as far as the R. Kelly situation, is Spotify is pulling all his music off of Spotify. Um, oh, is that right? Yeah, because they passed. They recently passed some, um, mm-hmm. some like moral, some moral clause where if they feel like, like the networks did when they pulled the Cosby Show, when Cosby, you know, was under the investigation and all that. So yeah. it seems like all these organizations are trying to encompass this moral yeah, stand but thing. That don't, and it's and you know, you know, you know that literally it ain't, it nobody ain't should have music on Spotify if it's based on some type of a moral clause. Like damn near nobody should be on. Right. If it's moral, if it's mo- like everybody you know ain't I mean? morally hundred percent. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Uh, uh, Takashi six nine got 
like you know rape charges. Uh, right. X X X dude got some shit going on in his life. Right. They not pulling him off. They pulling R Kelly off. Like. I, I, I look, look. They trying to follow that Bill Cosby model, my, man. No, they not. They they trying to they they feel like they trying to appease people, and the easiest way to appease them is to cut somebody down who don't got as many streams but as that's somebody. What, but that's what the that's what networks like Bounce TV and um, BET and these other networks was trying to do to Cosby. Look, man. Look, it's the Kelly, same thing was trying R. to Kelly do. Kelly is dead ass wrong. But he that that don't mean he's don't he don't. He he got to live. If you ain't gonna put him in jail, then he got to be out here. And he got to live. His business ain't got shit to do with his personal. And and that's what we got to continue. We gotta we gotta separate that shit, man. Uh, I don't agree with that, man. Chocolate Factory was that album. I, I, I'll leave see, it at that. I still feel I still feel like I still feel some kind of way about it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. like like I, I like I still feel awkward. Listen, I, I I ain't gonna lie. I feel awkward listening to all Kelly music sometimes. I don't ever like go and like ooh let me listen to R. Kelly, but if it comes on somewhere, mm-hmm. I feel awkward with it on. I do. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I do. But well, at the same time, I can understand if it was like like this. You know, I don't know how much you know what the slow stuff you listen to, but like you know, R. Kelly kind of changed his game in terms of like his music over the years, where yeah. you know it was true R and B in the beginning, and then when he got to you know, Chocolate Factory and TP2.com. He had the Throwing and Throwing song. He had them up-tempo joints. And, you know, maybe the up-tempo joints you could listen to, but maybe the R&B joints, eh. Nah, I can I understand I somebody, you know, I can understand somebody feeling awkward listening to the R&B video, joints. Bro. So every slow song, he, every... I mean, even his fast shit, he's saying some, some freaky shit in it. Let's be clear. All Some his, of it. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. Some of it. I, I mean, he it. might got, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I even feel weird when I listen to his gospel shit. Like, when his gospel shit come on, I feel weird. I, I, did, did I know he had a gospel album? Yeah, I would hope you did. He had a, it was a it was a double disc. Yeah, it was like one of it was God, one disc was gospel and one was R&B. Uh, I, okay. Yeah. I, I, I guess I have to refresh my memory yeah. with that. Now, now, now he 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 halfway doing trap music. If you listen to some of his recent stuff, oh my god, crazy man! Uh, three three four Bama boy. So all that money they made off R. Kelly, give that money back then. Same with Bill Cosby. All the money he donated to schools and yeah, TV right. money, the networks made off of him. If they took his honorary degrees away and take his show off your network, give all that money he Facts. donated to your school Facts. back, and the network give money, give it back to yeah, Facts. yeah. Facts, I, I I agree with that. Yeah. Agree with it 100%, man. Of course they're going to do, they do, they do it. Yeah. But yet they, you know, trying to force this moral compass on people. It ain't nothing to do with morally. Yeah. This just shows you, man, we in a country, man, a capitalism. The dollar, man. It, more it, than the that, mo- we in a country for the selfish-ass people. N- niggas move when money move. Yeah. <laughs> that That's it. <laughs> but niggas are selfish. When the money move, that's when niggas move. That's when everybody move, man. Um, one one last thing, man, before we, before we wrap this up, man. Um, you know, little, they're officially little, the greatest expansion team ever. A little bit of hockey right let's here, just, man. Let's just get this out of the way. They're officially the best expansion. <laughs> I was team trying ever. to say that. But, Actually, I did say that. But it was, but it's in the, but it was in the scheme of now or years later. Now, yeah. But so of course, right now, but of course, we're talking about yeah. now. Even when we talked about this weeks ago, I said right now, <laughs> right now. <laughs> They have the chance yeah. to be, you know, the best expansion team. 
But right if they now. come back next year and be garbage, they still the best expansion team ever? Um. Well, it's one year. If they come back and be garbage, I'm sorry, let me take it back. It's one year, it'll be an anomaly. Well, I'm saying, let me you take it back. You have let to me see take it moving forward. If they if they are garbage for the next five years, if they win if they win the cup and then they're garbage for the next five years, that's still <sighs> the best expansion team. Man. I say yes, by the way. Man, that... I don't. I don't know. I think it's debatable. Yes, I think it's debatable. I think Again, it's. De- I think it's. I think no it's debatable. Team, there's no expansion team that has won the cup or even been to the finals, right? There's no. Ex- there's no expansion team in sports. Period. Right. That's done. With that has done. won. That has gone to the championship yeah. and win it. <laughs> but let alone go. Let right. Let, let, let alone, alone go. Well, no. Um, I, I wrote this note in here. Um, the sixty, the sixty-eight St. Louis Blues hockey team in the NHL—they were an expansion team that year. They went to the Stanley Cup final. Okay, they didn't win it. Okay, so. okay, they didn't win it. Oh, so so if the Vegas Golden Knights win the cup, then they're the best expansion. Team they're ever. the best expansion team ever. Okay, I'm with you. On now, that. if they, you know, they stink it up for about ten years. It's a debate. It becomes a debate at that point. Okay. That's how I feel about well, it. Well, all I'm saying is Emilio Estevez, get ready to shoot the Mighty Ducks movie for the Vegas Golden Knights. They got to bring them back. This is easily... They got to bring them back. Whether whether you're a, a hockey fan or not, this is easily a top five sports moment in 2018. Yeah. It's easy. Too bad it's not going to get that much coverage. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But easily, this is one of the best stories of this year, man. Yeah. And, um... The Mighty Ducks Part 3 with the Vegas Golden Knights. There you go. There you go. And, uh... Game 7 tomorrow, man. Caps and Lightning. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. And we barely got out game six let's be clear because because the last time we barely got a game six last time we talked about this y'all was sweep. up to nothing yeah and i wanted to sweep. you wanted to sweep and then next thing you know they rack off three straight, three straight. and but that but that was that was a good game though game six you know a shutout i mean so you can ask for at home yeah being that they've been not so great at home during yeah. the playoffs but here's a number you should hang your hat on seven and two which is their road record in the road postseason record. and they're going to tampa to yeah. try to you know clinch this thing, so hey man, you know I think they're gonna do it. If 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 I had to make a prediction, well, caps caps going to the cup to face Vegas. Let's do it. I'm I'm all in, man. I'm all in, bro. Folks, uh, just want to shout out everybody in the chat room tonight. We appreciate everybody. I see you, Monica Coates. What up, man? Um, uh, think I yeah I, I don't think I missed anybody else. I had some late people coming here in the chat, but we appreciate everybody. <sighs> Everybody that's out there listening, that's not in the chat, we appreciate you as well. Uh, don't forget, folks, uh, make sure y'all check out our website, barbershopsportstalkpodcast.com. We got all of our episodes up there on the homepage. Make sure if you missed this show, you can tune in on demand for this episode as well on the website. Also, we got the blog site on there as well. We were kind of slipping a little bit. I got to you know get back on my game there. Um, check out the videos page. We upload videos from our episodes, and also you can check us out on the YouTube. Subscribe channel. to the YouTube page. Yep, we we need subscribers. We need views. We need it. Damn it. Nah. I swear to God, I'm gonna stop posting on Facebook. Yeah, motherfucker. We get the views, and we get our views on Facebook. I swear. Right, right. Them. We need views on YouTube. 
We need views on we need views on the website. We need views, period. <laughs> check check us out. Tell your goddamn friends. Go to their phones and and, and, and fucking yeah. We need traffic. <laughs> we need we need it all, damn it. Um so make sure y'all check out also social media websites also the Facebook page, Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, on Twitter at Barbershop S P O R two. And if you got any questions or comments about the show, you can email us also. The email address is barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. So, folks, that's it for the show. We're out of here. Maestro Styles and Trey Frazier signing off, folks. Y'all have a great week, and we'll holler at you next Tuesday. Peace. Yo, what's good? This is Trey Frazier. This is the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Make sure y'all tune in to us every Tuesday night, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.